With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. It is. All right, cool. I just merged the call to the internet thing, so we're working. Uh, go on at, right at seven, right? Yeah, we got about seven minutes. Okay. I was just uh, trying to figure it out. I'm excited. I remember last time we had that huge, uh, huge thing where I couldn't get the password going on, kind of stuff. Yeah, it seems like you got it figured out this time. All right. Yeah, it's working. So, uh, uh, yeah, just let me know. I'll be, I'll be here. I guess hanging out. So, uh, so ready to go on. All right, I'll let you know when we have a minute. All right, cool.
Yeah, can you hear me? Do it again. Yeah. One more time. Yeah.
All right, we have one minute. Sounds good. Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. Okay, it is on Highway 77 in five points. All you have to do is make that short drive, pull it to that new car or truck that you're looking for. iCart, certified body shop, parts department, they have it all at Access Ford, F-150, F-250. How about that Ford Edge or an F, uh, about a Mustang? That's right. Access Ford and Lincoln, proud sponsors of the social show. Give them a call at 265-FORD, 265-FORD. As we come to you live from the Alamo Dome, the region finals, Versus the Cedar Park Timberwolves, 13 and 0 versus the 11 and 2 Wildcats. Coach Danaher, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, man. You can have another week to talk to you. Anytime you're playing in December, we talked about Thanksgiving last week. You celebrated the festivities for Thanksgiving, your birthday, what a gift. Them boys came out last week and really put a great performance in front of a home crowd at Buck Stadium. Really, this is the first. This is the furthest road trip that we've had, Coach. We were talking about not only the home schedule but the playoff schedule. Uh, the furthest game we had was either been Flower Bluff or the uh, Cherryland playoff game in Kingsville. But now here at the Alamo Dome, but uh, a great victory last week, 60 to 39 over Burgundy Champions. Not a lot of people were expecting that type of blowout. The boys, the boys come out and play some good football. They did. We had, we had a good game. We, our defense played well, got the ball back to our offense, and then our offense really dominated the game. It was. Uh, Situation kind of very similar to Sherry Lane last week, where the uh, offense really took control of the game, and, and where Sherry Lane at one time in the third quarter only had the ball 45 seconds, you know. So you know when you're doing that, your offense is dominating the, the clock and stuff like that, and really controlling the game, and that's pretty much what's happened every night. Uh, but one thing that uh, was strange really kind of got into the fourth quarter. They kept onside kicking, Mike, and uh, we'd get the ball on a short field and we'd score, and we couldn't run any clock <laughs> off. And then they'd come back and score, and they'd onside kick again, and then we would take it and go back in, you know, again. And uh, we just couldn't get the ball further enough away from the goal line to run enough clock off. 28 minutes and 42 seconds of time of possession. But really, the story, like you said, that really the whole fourth quarter, you had to short it in the field, kept getting the ball up to 50, 45. 
at one point, I think Barrett filled it and took it probably about a 10-yard return. So, again, it was a short end of the field. One thing that uh, we talked about, the offense, is the men in the trenches. got to give credit to those guys in the front line, both sides of the ball. Uh, the defense kept the quarterback scrambling, never got comfortable. That was his type of game. But you could see the frustration on the quarterback for Bernie Champion. Not very often do those kids go three and out uh, throughout the season. But, boy, is that front line on the defense and then the offensive line is totally dominated as well. They did. They did. Our, our defense played so well. They they put pressure on the quarterback. He got loose right before half. But that was a little bit of a gift. They got that pass interference, which I – I really disagree with it. It was not fast for the first kid slipped. It looked like one of our kids pushed him, but he actually slipped. He didn't we didn't touch him and then force intercepted it. And then they get the ball fifteen yards. Then they call us the next play, face mask. Golly, they move the ball over and then they sack him a couple of times and then he breaks that one right before half made it twenty eight fourteen. Which really hated that that to happen because that changes momentum of the game. When they come back out, we knew, hey, I told the kids, they're going to be pumped. And within two touchdowns of us, and we're going to get the opening kickoff. We need to put a drive together and, and show them that we're going to score again every time we get the ball. And that's what, exactly what we did. They kicked off to us, and we took the ball right there and scored. Put us up about three touchdowns again. Coach uh, Glam didn't have to do a lot with his arm, but he was very successful. Three for three for 35 yards, two touchdowns through the year. Uh, recipients uh, of the receptions were Hobbs and, and Duff, both of them wide open on the, on each play. Uh, and Robbie on the two points. Robbie on the two point conversion as well. So uh, very efficient, three for three for the nine. But I tell you what, the running game, AJ Brown continues to really uh, come up big for you in the running game. AJ finished off the night, 24 carries, 235 yards, five touchdowns. And then Gage Lamb, 18 carries, 127 yards along with two touchdowns as well, 453 yards combined rushing for the Wildcat running back. Great job. It was. But they go as our offensive line does. And I'll tell you what, our offensive line did a great job. And who really did a good job was our tight ends, which were uh, Jordan Garcia and Nathan Robbins, and our D-back, which we alternated D-backs with uh, Ryder Bell and then Race Deal. They comboed, they read their stunts and picked up any stunts they were running and we were we were getting everything sealed off and they couldn't get to the outside and that that was a, a real plus for us then they started doing a lot of stunting to the outside right off the bat and then we heard them underneath so, okay y'all want to run outside we're gonna run underneath so it, it was a good it was a good game for us and we need to play that type of game uh, tonight A.J. Brown, there was a couple of times when the running backs had some really big holes. I believe A.J. had one play where he went almost 40 yards untouched. It was such a big hole and a testament. I don't. I know you all track pancake blocks. I don't know how many pancake blocks we saw throughout the game, how many of uh, your offensive lines are now standing job, blocking downfield, staying with their block, and, uh, again, just frustrating Bernie champions throughout the night because those boys weren't stopping for the whistle blows. Uh, they weren't. And I'll tell you what, uh, the one that's really a pancake king is no – Oh, Matt Cade, Matt Cade and, and Logan Thomas. And when they get locked on to you, they stay locked on. So, you know, they had great games too. But our entire offensive line, you know, that sophomore center, uh, Ryan Everett did a great job with our guards full, filling backside. And, and our other guard, or oh, uh, oh, uh, Nick Tovar, uh, we're black there for a minute. Nick and, and Matt Pullen, they picked up everything off the edge. 
Coach, defensively, we talked about the game. They did give up the uh, 39 points. Duff led the team in tackles, 11 tackles. Ula and Barrett each with seven. And Broughton, again, with two sacks for the game. Great job by the defense, uh, really containing a very dangerous uh, quarterback. He came in with over 3,200 yards passing, 42 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. But really were able to contain him and keep him under control. They were never able to get the running game going. No, their running game never got going. He threw a couple of verticals on us. You know, and they, they got behind us. And of course, they had good speed, good eyes. Good team. As you get that deep into the playoffs, you're going to face a good team as their season comes to an end. The Wildcats move on to the next round. Here we are today in San Antonio. Wildcats 60-39 to over Burning Champion. That game took place at Buccaneer Stadium. Tonight, the Alamo Dome versus the uh, Cedar Park Timberwolves. We'll be back. We'll talk more with the Timberwolves. You're listening to the Coaches Show brought to you by Access Ford. Access Ford and Lincoln, located on Highway 77 in Five Points. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Clear. So basically, I'm just going to say, you know, like, first and ten, blah, blah, blah. I'll, like, talk about the formation, all that kind of stuff. And then after the, I'll, like, talk about the play as it's going on. Yeah. And then as soon as the play is done, just describe what happened, basically. And then I'll chime in, add some stuff, and then go to the next play. That's about it. Basically, just repeat what you say. Yeah, make sure you get that a little bit closer. We'll just say, like, just describe basically what happened, because I'm, I'm going to say to the 42 30, tackled there, blah, 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 and then you just take the recap play. All right. Five seconds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of our coaches show, brought to you by Access Ford. Ford located on Highway 77, back home in Cal Island. Go on by, look for that new car or truck you're looking for. Access Ford and Lincoln, they have it all. Go by, visit the great folks at Access Ford. Proud sponsors of the Coaches Show. As we come to you live from the Alamo Dome, the region finals as the uh, Timberwolves come in, 13-0. They are ranked number one in the state. Great team. They were the 2012 state champs. Last year they lost in the state finals to Enos in the last 28 seconds. And, Coach, here they are undefeated again. Great, talented team. But I tell you what, our Wildcats are coming in. They're hungry. We're peaking at the right time of year. I like our chances. Well, before we get into that game, let me just say one thing. First, uh, I appreciate Access Ford and their support of the, our football program and our radio show. And then and to you for – 15 years now you've been oh, doing our radio show. Well, thank you, Coach. I appreciate all you've done, and, and I get so many comments. You and Duke, you, you all work well together. And, of course, Ryan was one of our quarterbacks. He was the one of the quarterbacks to the state championship. He's very knowledgeable and knows our offense. So I knew when he was up there that you'd get a lot of input and the people would enjoy it. And last but not least is our fans. You know, last week at Buck Stadium was awesome. Our fans, they filled that side up. That was probably the 
course, that side has been filled up since we played the marker in the semifinals. And uh, it was a great turnout. And it wasn't just all Cal Island. It was people from other school districts, and mainly our district opponents came to support us, and I appreciate that. I appreciate all the people that were up there cheering. And it was an exciting afternoon. And uh, now I'll get on with the Timberwolves, excuse me. But uh, I did want to mention that. Well, Coach, and I appreciate you saying that because I got so many text messages after the game from some of the Alice fans, blah, blah, Gregory Portland, uh, just talking about what a great game it was and and for the boys and wishing us the best of luck. And, uh, again, just to get that type of support from the district and to see them out there supporting the Wildcats, just a great gesture. And this shows the type of people we have in our community in South Texas. You know, this this is a big game. This is uh, kind of like who's the kingpin of Region 4 because we were for so long. And uh, just kind of show you the emphasis on this game is last year we went up there to watch them play Sherry Land who beat us. And I want to see Sherry Land play Cedar Park. And uh, I usually go to games incognito where I don't want to be known as Cal Allen Well a friend of ours, he and his wife wore Cal Allen stuff. And they didn't know, of course, didn't know who I was, but there's so many Cedar Park people sitting around us because we were sitting on their side, not sure in their side. And uh, there's people sitting around us saying, we wish this would have been Cal Allen. We want to play Cal Allen so bad. And so this has been long coming for those people. They've been wanting to face Cal Allen. And uh, so we're going to see Let's see what Cal Allen's made of. Well, it'll be a hard-fought match. If I tell you what, uh, you know, Region 4, you know, we've represented this region for so many years, and when you turn this program around, I guarantee you, uh, Lamarck knows who we are, Manville knows who we are, and some of the others, Brenham knows who we are. So uh, there's been some great opponents, and Cedar Park is just another opponent that you can line up in 48 minutes on the clock, Coach, and then uh, as the old movie, any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen, but our boys are peaking at the right time. You know, you want to get better every week throughout the season. And uh, last week, I tell you what, the performance the boys did offensively, in my opinion, was probably one of the better performances they've had all year. Oh, without doubt. We're peaking at the right time. Defense played well. Offense played well. We didn't quite execute like we're capable on our special teams, but we'll be better this week. Extra points, a couple extra points. is all, you know, had a couple off the crossbar and uh, a couple of high snaps, but Again, 60 points on the board, and you still have room to improve. Uh, that's a great sign of a good football program. And Cedar Park is an up-and-coming program. Like, this is a school that, uh, again, won the state title in 2012. Last year, they lost in the finals, 13-0. They're led by a young quarterback, Max Sexton, uh, over 2,000 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, and only three interceptions going into last week's game. And then they have a backfield, a very dangerous backfield. They're led by the running back, Tyler Levine. Uh, William Richter and Jack Grimm. They have a stable of running backs. You mentioned uh, you and I talked a lot about these six different running backs. These are just the three main running backs. Right. They, they've got, of course, they got 1,900 kids, something like that, you know. And, and it's hard to believe, Mike, that uh, they're in small five with 1,900 kids. The cutoff this two years ago was 2,100. So, how big are the other schools, you know? <laughs> well, and this is, and they, every time they've won it, they've won it in small schools. Uh, and that's in that district, they're just sitting there, you know, with uh, Leander, who has more. I think it's Vandergrift who has more. It, but not a whole lot more. And all that 
Leander area all have big enrollments, and all of them. And so, you know, they all consequently, two of the best teams get to fall down at the time. And, you know, it's uh, a lot of time, and I'm not saying, it, in a way, it's a, it's a mismatch. That's not unfair. I'm not going to say it's unfair. It's a mismatch when you got 1,900 kids and you're playing someone with 1,200. That's a, a much larger pool to pick kids from. So, you know, but, you know, we're not going to make excuses. We're going to go in and play this game. And, uh, but that, that is uh, the deal when they got six running backs and things like that. You know, we are we always concerned about our depth because if we lose any one player, we you know it really hurts us. When you talk about the uh, you know just the, the play of uh, Ryder Duff, Reese Barrett. I mean, here's two kids that are going back and forth. Here's your two starting linebackers and yeah. having to play on offense. Forrest Chris, you see him also uh, wide receiver Kalani Bada is your safety. He's also your return man. We've seen them also lining up in the slot. So uh, these kids uh, have their work cut out. They work hard, but. I was one thing I will say is when Gene sent me the roster, it took two pages for me to print it. It wasn't just the one page roster, it's two full pages of kids. And of course, they have double numbers because it's only 99 numbers. I don't know uh, how many kids are on the roster, but they are a very, very large pool. Uh, offensively on their front line, they're not as big as, as some of the opponents you've seen, but they do have one huge tackle on the right side coast. But uh, they are a great, talented team, and the wide receivers have the height advantage for sure. Yeah, well, that's where we don't match up well, is their speed and their heights of their wide receivers. Other than that, we match up pretty well with them. So it's going to be a great game. I'm not even going to ask what we'll expect from the Wildcats. We've had a great running game. Compost uh, two weeks ago from uh, Sherryland. Last week we saw uh, Green. Uh, one of the keys to keep them, uh, keep them their scoring down was to control the clock and run the ball. I'm sure tonight we'll see a lot of A.J. Brown and Gage Slam and possibly even Reese Barrett try to control that clock, keep them off the field. So what made you get that? <laughs> I've been around you for 15 years. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically our game plan. Well, Coach, I know that Coach Campbell uh, will always have these boys ready. Big matchup tonight. I want to wish you the best of luck. Uh, here we are in the Alamo Dome. Anytime you're playing in December, it's also a testament to your program. Congratulations. Let's go out here. Let's win this game, and we'll do it again next week. That sounds like a winner. Next week, uh, we'll play in the Dome, but not this one. We'll be in Reliance. There you go. Yeah, all four schools have agreed to play their winners. So, uh, you know, that, uh, the Dome is closed next week anyway. But when we win, we'll end up playing in Houston at the Reliance Center. Energy fill it is. All right, that's Coach Danaher on our coaching show, brought to you by Access Board. We have a great matchup coming up. Right here at the Alamo Dome, the Kalama Wildcats taking on the Cedar Park Timberwolves. We'll be back with more Kalama Wildcats football on 1360 KKTA. Clear. All righty. Looks like Lake Dallas, Evan, and Rich Point, and Emerson. Rich Point, and Emerson.
Ten seconds. All righty. Mm-hmm. Five seconds. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the first Victoria Bank pregame show here in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. I am Coach Ryan Duke. Alongside tonight, special guest star Jeremy Merrick sitting in for uh, Mike Guerrero. He was uh, had to work late, so he couldn't get away from the office in time to come out to the game. So he will be alongside with me, along with uh, Coach Mike Burleson on the stats tonight. We are in the Alamo Dome. The uh, temperature currently is about 53 degrees and clear outside, but and here it's a nice little uh, 76 degrees, no wind, play perfect, uh, perfect playing conditions. Coming in, the Cedar Park Timberwolves, 13 and 0, ranked number one in the state. Versus your Cal and Wildcats coming in at 11 and 2. Region four championship winner goes to the uh, state semifinals. Just looking at some uh, other scores here earlier, waiting for the other game to kick off at about 7:30. The uh, the following game will be played tomorrow, I believe, at Cowboy Stadium. So. We're here live, waiting for the uh, waiting for the teams to uh, arrive onto the field. We got Cal Allen lined up on the on the west sideline, and then Timberwolves uh, over here on the on the east east sideline. Coming into the game, Timberwolves 13 and 0. Last week they defeated uh, Ed Caltel 42 to nothing. Looking at some some of their stats over the season, they scored. 638 points and only give up 178. That's including the playoffs, which they've only... Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? I had it here for a second. It was typed out. There it is. There it is. Uh, in the uh, in the playoffs, they've combined to outscore their opponents 140 to 28. They played uh, played Kerrville Tivy number six, ended up beating them 42 to 14, and like I said last week, ended up beating at Cal 42 to zero. Got a quick commercial break here. We'll be right back with some uh, with some more action here on the pregame show. You're listening to 1360 KKTX. Clear. Okay, three commercial breaks. So I got to do one more, and then we'll go in. back to the first Victoria Bank pregame show. I am Coach Ryan Duke alongside Jeremy Merrick. Tonight's opponent, the Cedar Park Timberwolves, like in the pregame show, they were the uh, state finalists last year against Ennis, ended up losing that game in the last second. They're returning eight starters on defense and I believe six on offense. They're going to be led by a sophomore quarterback who's done some damage this year. He's thrown for uh, 
over 2,000 yards, has 23 touchdowns, and only only three interceptions. Had a had a good week last week, along with uh, along with their running backs. They're gonna bring about six of them at us, and uh, it's gonna see see what we can do. See if we can uh, hold the ball away from them a little bit. See if our rushing attack can can still come out like we did last week, and see if we can get after them, Jeremy. No, you know I'm looking uh I'm looking at that sophomore quarterback throwing the ball down here on the sidelines, man. He's playing it. 40 yards definitely doesn't look like a sophomore, but uh, as you mentioned, uh, our D line played really well last week. I think if we can get pressure and uh, stop the run as we did last week, uh, we're looking we're looking pretty good. Very true, very true. Looking at their roster from one to 99, they have some double numbers in there: a couple of 88s, a couple of 89s. Their uh, enrollment's around 1,900 kids. Who are I believe we're around 1,200, so we're a little outnumbered. And this week, throughout the uh, the practices and stuff like that, they've been. Using a little 300 monster, they're going with that take everything and give nothing over there. The, the cats have been practicing really hard, did some uh, did some good stuff, you know, throw some some new formations out on the day, and uh, see if we can establish that rushing attack and control their offense. Looking over here to the left hand side, the uh, Timberwolves coming out to the field, getting some stretches going on. They looks like they're going to go with their green top, black pants with um, I believe it's black numerals with a white outline. Looks like they got a uh, Black helmet with a looks like a reflective Timberwolf on the side. Cats coming in with their traditional helmets, the Cats logo. White jerseys, maroon numerals, maroon pants, and they're lined up, ready to come in on the right side of the school song. Should be playing San Antonio, Texas, here in the Alamo Dome. Going to be uh, looking forward to some some good football here. Like a like I said, number one number one ranked school. In the state, the Timberwolves uh, state finalists last year ended up winning state in 2012 in the Division II playoffs. So, going to be a tough pass for the Cats. Looks like uh, they'll be coming onto the field right now. And as the Cats come onto the field, we're going to take another quick little quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with more talent football. You're listening to 1360 KKCA. Clear. You're gonna announce their captain. To the circle. Who is their captain? Well, they'll come out, okay. and then I'll do ours. Or you want to do ours, and I'll do theirs. All right, do this. You going first, or I'm going first? Uh, it just depends. I mean, it's probably gonna have to wait anyways. They are. And welcome back. Iron Coach Ryan Duke alongside Jeremy Merrick. Coach Burleson on the staff over here for us. Looks like uh, the Timberwolves will make their way onto the field right now. We are on the east side of the stadium here, so we're going to have their home crowd right here in front of us. That's where you'll, you'll hear the majority of the night. Looks <clears throat> like the Cats have made their way onto the field. Timberwolves are coming in. Coming in at 13-0 out of district. 
25, Region 4, Region 4, going over some scores. They opened up against Alito, ended up winning that game 31 to 13. Put some, some, some impressive numbers on the board, 42, 56, 55, 47, 51, 58, 51, 59, 48, 49, 49, and 42. So a very high-powered offense from the Timberwolves. Not giving up much on, on defense either, like I said in the, uh, earlier. We're giving, only giving up 178 points on the year. So we got a bunch of returners, a ton of experience, huge numbers. Looks like the entire sideline over here is uh, – it's full. We are just now coming up on the national anthem. Region four championship, Alamo Dome, San Antonio, Texas. All right, back to the action here. Before we get started, got to give a big shout-out to uh, to my staff over there at Wood River Elementary right now. They should be listening into the games but from their uh, Winter Wonderland activities they got going out there. Got to give a big shout-out to Miss Bradshaw, Miss Vickers, Miss Wright, Miss Cleveland, Miss Noel, Miss Sims, Miss Brenda Wright, and Miss Sarah Dennis. Appreciate you guys listening in, working hard down there in Cowan. Appreciate you listening to the game. Got some other listeners. Jason Duke looks like Justin Carvajal just just uh, came in and came in and gave me a little shout out right here on on the on the phone. Looks like Amber Escobar is listening. A bunch of bunch of people coming in and and uh, listening. Really appreciate it. I'd like to thank our sponsors tonight, uh, DKD and Associates, coming in and helping out helping us out with the internet broadcast. Atlas Studio. Ravelay's INE, ETS Oilfield Services, Ingrid Trucking, Nolan's Four Boys, Fila Chiropractic, and Prosperity Bank. It's just just to name a few. I really appreciate the uh, the help allowing us to get get the action going and let everybody listen in. Um, right before the uh, captains get on the field, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be ready for some college football. You're listening to 1360 KKTX. Clear. You got him? Yeah. 11-5. 
Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. Welcome back to the action here at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. The uh, coin flip this took place. Looks like the captain for Cat Allen tonight was number three, Phil Hobbs. Number 32, Ryder Duff. Number 35, Reese Barrett, and number 75, Matt Cave. Yeah, it looks like the uh, Cedar Park Timberwolves captain for tonight would be number five, Tommy Levine, eight, Brendan Coletti, number 11, Baxter Robinson, and number 20, Jacob Hines. Looks like the uh, Cedar Park Timberwolves won the toss and deferred to the second half, so that means Cal Allen will receive the opening kickoff. Looks like... The Timberwolves have decided to defend the south end zone. We'll be kicking left to right on your radio dial. As both teams come onto the field, looks like we're going to have number seven, Kilani Ibada, back deep, along with number five, Floyd Swift, and number 23, Austin Weisart. Huge crowd here on both sides. Looks like Cal Allen has built the seat from about the 20-yard line to the opposite 20. Huge, huge crowd for the uh, cast tonight. About the same over here on the Timberwolves. Just a little bit less. Looks like we're outnumbered by about, about two or 300 people. It's really, really packed in here tonight. It's going to be really loud. I'm sorry if uh, it's a little, little loud on our mic. We don't have a, a glass or anything in front of us. Everything's open, so you'll be able to hear everything. Looks like number... 46 is ready to kick it off with a high end over kick. Going to be received about the 18-yard line by number 23, Austin Weishart. Trying to pick up a couple bucks and he'll be brought down at about the 30-yard line. Looks like good field position line. That's starting from the 30. That's uh, us start early and often, huh? Not a very deep kick right there. Looks like a little little pooter right there. Try not to uh, keep the ball away from Ibada. He's been electric all year, so see if they stick with that game plan. Tonight, for the starting offense, we're going to have the uh, center, number 54, Ryan Everett. Left guard, number 75, Matt Cave, along with the left tackle, number 74, Logan Thomas. Right guard, number 69, Nick Tovar. Right tackle, number 55, Carson Stiff. Gage Langley, quarterback, number 8, looks like number 36, Keith Thomas, will be set up in the backfield alongside Brown and Ryder Duff, number 32. First play, pitch, right oh, side, man. he's home. And just a two-string tackle will bring him down right at the uh, about 44-yard line. Starting off where he uh, left off last week, you know, 12-yard game. A.J. Brown, man, running hard. 
beating the freshman. We've been talking all year. He's been he's been slipping, man. He's not really the fastest guy in the world, but he just evades, evades tackles all the time. I know you mentioned that last week when I talked to you. He, he does not look like a freshman. He does not run like a freshman. Callum breaks the huddle. Huddle, Gage, Lamb, under center. Motion to the near side. Hand off Brown. And looks like he'll be just here. Maybe a gain of one. We'll call it second and nine. Definitely going to feed A.J. Brown all night after a, a big week last year. Yeah, not much doing there. Tried to run it up the, up the middle. Was uh, stopped for about a, a gain of one. Pitch play on the first one was over here to the left side. Had some pretty good running room. And a few string tackle saved that, that first play touchdown right there. Castle break the huddle. Gage Lamb under center once again. Brown in the backfield. Toss sweet to the right side. He got some running room. Moving to the right. Going to pick up a first down. About a gain of... Being at 12 right there, that'll move the team. AJ, AJ Brown having a, a lot of running room, you know. I don't even think he got touched with the line of scrimmage. A lot of running room. Looks like that play, that little cross play right there has been the, uh, the good one for us so far. See if we can uh, come back to it, see if they'll start playing that a little bit more and open up some stuff in the inside. Absolutely. Get him in space, man. Let him do, let him do his job. First and 10, ball in the Timberwolves, 43. Snap, quarterback sneak, land. Going to bring it out, and he'll be brought down at about the 36-yard line. Huge rugby scram right there. Going to pick up about seven yards on that on that quarterback sneak. Not a bad play call. You know, getting seven yards off the QGC, can't complain with that. Looks like they're shifting a little bit to our, to our strong side there, huh? Yeah, it does. Um, probably, you know, keying in on A.J. Brown. You know, probably want to get to him early and often. Ball resting on the December Wolves 37. Gage Lamb under center. Like a little bit of a miscommunication there. Wasn't sure if he's going to pitch the ball and hand it right there to uh, to Brown, but he will pick up about three or four yards here. Ball's going to be resting on a 35-yard. The game's about the 33, so we'll call the third and two here. Good play here early. Looks like. Side Cage bringing, or race deal, sorry, bringing in the play from the sideline. Cats break the huddle, Gage Lamb under center. Quarterback sneak once again. Another strum right there. Looks like it's going to be. Looks like he may got it, right? Right on the stick. See where they mark it here. Might have to bring it off the measurement. Yeah, they're going to call it a fourth down here, man. It's like decision time here early for Coach Danaher. Doesn't look like the kicking game's coming out. Yeah, Colin offense still on the field. But uh, so Dan Harris trying to figure out which play he likes best. He's going to bring in the tight end, number 86, Jordan Garcia, with the play call. Cats break the huddle. Fourth and short. Looks like a little hole right over the top. Linebacker's coming. Handoff ground left side. He's going to oh. break a tackle in. Another two-string tackle right there. Almost broke that one to the end zone. Going to pick up the first down, though, and move the team. Man, he's one tackle away from breaking it, man. He's one tackle away. That's two plays that he's been right there. He can just get away from the two-string tackles. He can just go into the end zone. They're bringing everybody up to the line of scrimmage right there, and they, they blitz both linebackers there trying to, to stop that quarterback sneak. He just popped it around the left side right there and, and picked up that first down. Castle break the huddle. Tight formation once again. Strong to the far side. Pitch play, Brown, right side. Picking up a pretty good block from 
The quarterback, Gage Lamb, out there going to pick up about three yards. Yeah, you said that. Uh, that was a great block by Gage Lamb. Went out and picked that uh, cornerback, cut him, and, and opened up a little bit of room. Um, only four yards, but, you know, keep pushing. Positive yards. Can't complain with that. Yeah, three, three yards and apologize. That's one of the cool things about our offense. You know, you play quarterback, so did I. You know, on those plays right there, those pitch plays, you get to get out and be a lead blocker and see what you can do. Yeah, you get to see what uh, what everybody else in front of you has to do. <laughs> Second and about seven. Cast coming out in the tight formation. We got Nathan Lobby set out wide to the left side. Motion. Handoff Brown left side going to be tackled by about two or three right there. Looks like uh, number fourteen. You got a name over Colin there? Kramer. It looks like he came up from the safety position to make that stop. He must have made a pretty good tackle right there. Probably back a couple yards after that first initial hit. Like you said, I mean, uh, the safeties are coming up. Uh, everybody's pinching in. You know, they're not really worried about the, the, um, the passing game right now. So. Looks like number 22, Eliza Hoggins, second in the game. He'll be in the back foot alongside Brown. Robbie set out to the near side. Handoff, Mr. Hoggins, around the right side. Got some room, but he will be. Tackle. It looks like to me just short. Number seven, Elijah Gurdy, along with number three, Hunter Vaught, in on that tackle coming up in the safety spot to clean up that tackle. It's going to be about fourth and three here. Ball on the 20-yard line. Cats offense still on the field. Looks like the big man, number 35, reached very second of the game. A.J. Brown will go to the sideline. Well, now he's coming back. Hawkins was in the game. So Brown and Barrett will be in the backfield. Did it once, might as well go with it again, huh? Coming in the tight set. Gage Lamb under center. Ball snap, handoff, Barrett. He rumbles forward. Going to be right on the line. Looks like he might be a little short there. Let's see where the spot is here. Good strong run by Reese, man. I don't think they get in a good spot there, Ryan. Yeah, he was kind of stopped right there at the, at the initial line of scrimmage right there, but then he bounced off a couple of tackles and looks like he learned sports to get that first down, but they're going to bring the chains down and see what we can do here. Definitely looks like he's going to get there. Looks like it will be just about six inches short, so... The Timberwolves will take the ball over on down. They'll be just inside their 20, about the uh, 16-yard line. With that, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Cowan Football on 1360. KKTX. Clear. 30 seconds. They're already going on the field. How much time? You got 10 seconds. All right. Five seconds. And we're back to the action here. Timberwolves on the field quickly. Ran two plays already. This last play was just a little draw right there to number two, William Richter. Going to pick up about 10 yards. 
Picking up a first down, Timberwolves back up to the line of scrimmage in the spread formation. Sexton, hand up, up the middle. Looks like they're running that uh, hurry up offense, you know, not getting uh, Kel Allen ready uh, enough time to get set up. Yeah, that time it's a little little dive play up the middle right there. Going to pick up about three yards. Back up to the line of scrimmage to go the Wolves. Coming out in a, uh, a double set. Sexton, shotgun, snap. Gonna look over to the sideline, get in the play, get a new play. Calls it, gets back, gets back set. Gonna move his fullback number 31, Tyler Levine, to the left side. Handoff, Levine, draw play up the middle. He's gonna break it to the left. He's got some running room around the left side. Gonna bring a couple of tackles with him. Looks like Philip Lively was over there to take the front of that hit. Gonna pick up another first down. Good hard run by Levine there. Got a little open area, you know, and got to that second level. And uh, just running hard, you know, lowering his head and, and making, making for positive yards. First down, ball in the catch, 49. Shotgun snap. Handoff once again. Levine right up the gut. He's got some running room. Breaks the tackle. There's another tackle. Going to pick up another first down. Ended up getting tackled by linebacker number 35, Reese Barrett, after a game of about 14. Back up to the line once again. Shotgun snap. Levine up the middle. Going to pick up another six yards here on first down. Uh, the defensive line needs to get a little push here going. Uh, you know, it looks like they're just walling them down and, and making for big gaps. A little shell shock here. See, right now they're a little bit late getting to uh, the line, but the Timberwolves will look to the sideline and get a play here from the offensive coordinator, Sexton, shotgun snap. Take handoff, pass over the middle, going to be dropped. Had a man, number five, Tyler, Tommy Levine over the middle right there. Looks like if Reese gets his head around soon enough, he almost picks uh, that off. Now he was dropping into that window just a little bit late right there. Going to set up a third and about four ball on the 29-yard line of the Cats. Timberwolves back up to the line, shotgun set. One receiver on the top, two on the bottom. Handoff. Up the middle, going to be stopped. Ryder Duff in to make the tackle. Really good play by Ryder Duff there to fill that gap. Uh, you know, come up, make a hard hit, and uh, make for a fourth down. Looks like uh, the Timberwolves will go for it on fourth and two. Haven't seen much fun from here lately. They're going to set up in a pro set. Got two backs in the backfield. Hand off left side, and looks like they're not going to get it, Merrick. That is a big stop, man. That defensive line, that was a great job by getting some push. Linebackers came and filled up. You know, that's a big confidence boost there. Talk about a defensive play right there. We had probably six guys in on that tackle. Didn't pull anybody right there. Just went with the sweep to the left side. And everybody was in there waiting for him as soon as we got to the last scrimmage. Probably lost a couple yards right there. Going to set up the Cats with a first and 10 here on the 28-yard line. So, good defensive stand by the Cats here early. Friday night, San Antonio, Texas, here in the Alamo Dome. Nice and loud, huge crowds for both sides. Cats breaking the huddle from the sideline. We'll come up to the line of scrimmage in the side formation. Gage Lamb, handoff right side, Brown. A little bit of running room. He'll pick up about four. You know, a little different uh, start than uh, last week. You know, they ran, a, they ran a lot out of the spread last week. It looks like they're trying to open it up a little bit. This week, you know, just going straight power. 
um, you know, relying on that, uh, that that offensive line, you know, get a push and, and, and gain positive yards. Offensive line has been great here in the playoffs. We've been talking about it all all the past three weeks. They've been winning the trenches, been doing a heck of a job getting some push. And it seems like the same thing's going on here early. Second and eight, ball on the 31-yard line. Gage Lamb snap, soft sweep right side, going to be stopped in the backfield. That one was read pretty well. Looks like number number 20 right there. Jacob Hines coming in out of the linebacker spot to come. He was blitzing off the right side right there. Just came up and made a stop. Third and long here for the Cats. About two minutes to go here on your Rabelais INU school board. Cats break the huddle. Tight formation once again. Nathan Robbie along with Ray Steele line up on the left side. Going to go with the option play. He's got some running room. Gage Lamb going to be brought down from behind. Like number 35. Like you mentioned earlier, Ryan, that's, that's one tackle away from, you know, breaking it to the house. So. You got to give them credit, though. You know, they're, they're sure tackles. They, they, Absolutely. One on one tackling is, uh, is fantastic on the, the Cedar Park team. But like, they, they will bring in the pump team here today, Ryan. Cats will line up in a pump formation. Number 10, Nathan Robbie will be back deep to kick this one away. Like a late arrival here for the Cats, going to get set up in their pump formation. Snap on the way. Punt, a high spiraling kick. Going to be fielded about the 35-yard line. A little muff there. Broken tackle. Another broken tackle. Going to bring it up to about the 40-yard line. Didn't have a good handle on that. I thought it could go either way, but he ended up making positive yards out of it. Looking like sales started at the 40-yard line. We're going to stay here. Timberwolves already up on the line of scrimmage. Just quick in and out. Like we said in the pregame, they got about 100 kids over here lined up. So I believe they just exchanged a whole number, like a whole another 11 kids right there, bringing them on the field. So they'll be set up, ready to go once again. Shotgun formation, Sexton. Take the snap. Handoff, middle, nothing doing. 45, Brandon Broughton, man, coming in hot from that defensive end spot. Broughton's been playing well here in the playoffs. Been uh, missing his name a lot. He's been, he got a couple sacks, a, a, a strip sack. Yeah, for a sophomore, he doesn't play like a sophomore. He's a big kid. Timberwolves up the line of scrimmage once again, coming out in double set. Sacks receivers on both sides, shotgun. Snap, going to be a quick hitter over to the left. And like down. Yeah, they're going to calm down. Green play to the right, you know, uh, caught, the, caught the ball, but his knee's on the ground, you know. Uh, looks like a negative game there. Yeah, they're going to bring him back about three yards right there. Set up a third and 11. Going to spread it out, five wide. Nobody in the back foot alongside Sexton. Snap. Good pressure by the defense. He's going to take off, and he will be sacked. Excellent play by number 70 there. Just out so far, coming in and making the tackle. Good. You know, he had a little bit of running room right there out the middle. He did a good job getting off his box. Yeah, he did. Uh, Justin Festival, like you said, made a pretty athletic play to uh, stop a big game there. And that looks like that will be the last play of the first quarter. You are listening to Cal Football on 1360. KKTX. Clear.
into the third. They're running, man, that clock. Yeah. Oh, it's out of office. Forty yards, time fifty-five. Cedar Park, fifty-three. How much time? Ten seconds. Gonna go ahead and start talking. Punt formation, Timberwolves, high snap. Gonna be a little rugby kick to the right side, and this one's gonna go off the side of his foot and go out of bounds at about. The Cal Allen, well, going to be right about the 50-yard line here, so the Caps will take over in great field position. Cal Allen definitely needs to take advantage of this uh, field position here. Uh, you know, Peter Park with the numbers they put up, uh, doesn't seem like they're getting that pump, that pump formation very often, but uh, Cal Allen definitely needs to take advantage of this good field position. Last week when we played Bernie Champion, they didn't punt the ball in eight games, but they made it punt a few times last week, so good sign here early for our defense. Cats will break the huddle from the sideline. Looks like we'll have Nathan Robbie, number 10, put out wide here on the bottom. Power set once again. Gage Lamb under center. He's Thomas alongside Brown in the backfield. Brown will get the ball to the left side. Going to pick up about two yards here on first down. Good hard run by Brown there. You know, again, you know, I, I see that uh, that one ta- one-on-one tackle, man. He's one, one tackle away from breaking that. Second and ten, ball on the 46-yard line. 0-0 ball game here with about 11.25 to go in the second quarter. Quick first quarter, only took about about 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, about 20 minutes right there in the first quarter. So, Cats come out. Looks like we're going to have an offside penalty here on the Timberwolves. That looks like that's what it will be. They'll mark our five yards. They're going to set up a, a second and about three here now. You know why they've been uh, doing those quick handoffs, you know, one-on-one down here with Robbie. I know Robbie's a good athlete. Uh, you know, look for a, a quick uh, fake handoff, you know, and a throw down field. You know, change it up a little bit. We'll see. See if they can go to the air, indeed. Ball resting on the Timberwolves 41-yard line. Second and about four, we'll call it. Cats break the huddle. Gage Lamb under center. Brown alongside Heath Thomas in the backfield. Gonna be a fake, gonna be a pass. Have three receivers deep. Gonna be thrown to number ten, Nathan Robbie. Great job coming back to get that ball. That'll pick up the first down. And I just thought, thought that was coming. You know, run, run, run. You know, I, it was only it was only a matter of time before he he, he pulled that ball and, uh, and, and hit Nathan Robbie down the field. Like I said, like I said, you know, he's a great athlete. Uh, you want to get the ball in your athlete's hands. That'll set up a first and ten at the Timberwolves twenty-nine. Cats will break the huddle once again in the power set. Number 40, Brown. Alongside number 36, Keith Thomas in the backfield. Gage Lamb under center. They'll take the snap. Pitch it to number 40, Brown to the left side. Got some room around the left side and going to pick up about four yards. Man, they're quick in their secondary. They are really quick. You know, 
looks like the corner comes up and takes on that uh, that first pulling guard, and, and then everybody else behind him, you know, just fills in. Pick up about four on the play right there. Going to set up a second and six. Ball on the 26. Fox running once again. Down to 10 minutes already here. Already here in the second quarter. Brown and Thomas dragging the backfield. Hand off Brown left side. Tripped up just a little bit. Keeps his balance. Going to almost get to the first down here. Looks like he's going to be just about a yard short. And you know, if he doesn't trip up there, you know, I think he's still going uh, full full head of steam and uh, very well could get that first down. But, uh, you know, that little trip up right there in the backfield sets him back a little bit and gives him enough time to come in and make that tackle. It's like we're trying to work their left side a little bit. Right? That's Absolutely. about three plays in a row going that side. Absolutely. You, you always put your... Uh, your best tackle on the left side, you know. Why not run behind us? That's big number 74, Logan Thomas over there alongside number 75, Matt Cade. Snap. Looks like a, another quarterback sneak by number 8, Gage Lamb. Going to move the chance. Going to pick up about four yards. Going to bring the ball to about the 18-yard line now. So catch first and 10 from the 18. I think that's more quarterback sneaks I've seen in the first quarter of play than <laughs> I have an all of football. Hey, stick with it, man. My first touchdown was a quarterback <laughs> for about 40 yards, so keep doing it. First and 10. Play coming in from the sideline. Castle breaks the huddle. Nathan Robbie set out wide to the left side. It'd be interesting if you go back to the pass. You know, that last play, we had three guys going down the field, and I don't think one of them was really covered. Not at all. He kind of took his pick uh, with, with Robbie there. Quarterback keeps around the left side. Got a flag on the play. We'll see what that one is. Got a gain of three yards right there by Gage, but let's check out what the laundry is all about. Flag in the backfield. You never want to see that. Oh, it's going to be an offside penalty, so not what we expected. Yeah, not we'll at take all. It. There you go. It's going to be a, going to be declined. Usual flags in the backfield uh, indicate holding. Uh, in this case, it, it was not. It's in the Cowboys' favor, so. Well, he said it was going to be declined. Now we're going to accept it. I was about to say, we wouldn't want to have second and five. We'd rather have first and five. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll accept it. It's going to be first and five from about the 12-yard line. Catch driving. It was about eight minutes and 25 seconds left in the second quarter. Zero-zero ball game. Handoff left side. Brown going to be stuffed in the backfield right there. Nothing doing. Great play coming up from the linebacker position, I believe. I don't know if that was Tyler Levine or if that was Mac Maskell, but... Uh... Either one of them came up and, and filled that hole very quickly. Yeah, it looks like he, he beat his block right off the bat. And Matt Brown on the backfield is going to set us back about two yards. going to be second and about seven now. Catch break the huddle. Strong to the left side. Brown alongside. Thomas in the backfield. Hand off left side. Brown going to lunge forward for about two yards. Going to bring us back to about the... The original line of scrimmage after the phone, he'd be about 35. Again, looks like he got tripped up a little bit in the backfield. Uh, going down as he, as, as he was getting hit. Looks like the Cats are going to take a timeout here, so we'll be right back with some more Cal football. You're listening to 1360 KKTX. Clear.
How much time? Ten seconds. Five seconds. Back to the action here, coming out quick. Cats come out with the, out with the timeout. Go with the option play to the right side right there. Great job by Gage, Gage Lamb getting rid of the ball as soon as he did. Had a guy right in his face right there. Ended up pitching the ball there. To Brown, he brought it inside the four-yard line. Looked like he was about to score right there, but another, another spear tackle right there on the floor. We've talked about it all night. He's one tackle away from getting in that end zone. Handoff, Reese Barrett, left side. Not much doing there. Gain of about a yard, going to set us up at about the three-yard line. You know that last play, uh prior to this one, Ryan, they, they ran out of the spread like they did last week. You know, I think it opened up a, a couple of lanes for, for him to run, and, and like we mentioned, just, just one tackle away, man. Cast break the huddle, second and goal from the three-yard line. Gage Lamb under center, Brown in the backfield. Handoff, Brown, left side. Going to be stuck right at the south. He's Two and a half yard line, so that's what they're doing on that play. See that running in right there. It looks like the Cedar Park defensive line got a really good fish there. I don't know if they're anticipating the snap count or not, but looks like they came off the ball a lot faster than we did. Third and goal, ball on the two yard line. Gage Lamb comes in from the sideline with the play. Six minutes to go here in the second quarter, still tied at zero. I definitely think this is full down territory here as well. Fans on both sides on their feet. Gabe Lamb under center. He'll take the snap. It'll be a fake, and he will Good dive it. over the end zone for the touchdown. What an athletic play by Gabe Lamb. Leaping into the end zone, stretching that ball out. You know, Cedar Park is not expecting this. You know, uh, their opposing team scoring first on them. Looks like they were keying on Brown right there. Gabe Lamb, this is a fake to the left side. And like we mentioned, just a Pulled a Cam Newton Superman right there, diving from about the four-yard line over the end zone for the touchdown. So with five minutes and 43 seconds left, the Cats strike first. They're up six to nothing. Extra point on the way. Kick is up, and it is through the upright, so it looks like we'll have a flag on the play. going to be a false start on the Cats, so we'll do it again. You know, extra points really hurt us last week, uh, Ryan. You know, we got to take every opportunity we can. We can't, it's a mental mistake. You can't, you can't have those in, in big games like this. I know all about that. You can 21 to 20 my senior year. Yeah, last time uh, you played in this stadium, huh? <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> Extra point try. Here we go again. Snap on the way. Kick is up. And it'll sneak through. A little knuckleball right to the upright. Take what we can get. So with five minutes and 43 seconds left here in the second quarter, your Cal and Wildcats are up 7 to nothing over the Cedar Park Timberwolves. We'll be right back with more Cal and football on 1360. KKTX. Clear. All right, see if we can get a minute in. All right.
is boxing to your specialties? Ten seconds. Perfect. Five seconds. Wilson sees it up. Little food kick over here to the right side. Oh, gonna break a tackle. Another tackle and gonna be brought down at about the 46. Looks like number six, Jordan Meredith, right there, making some good moves over here on that little food kick. Gonna bring the ball off to about the 43 yard line. You know, Ryan, uh, as he took it back to the uh, the wide side of the field, I thought he had a little running room, but uh, that was a great open field tackle there. Some nifty moves indeed. Timberwolves break the huddle from the sideline. We'll come up to the line in the spread formation. Sexton changes the play at the line. Shifts to the near side. Hand off middle. Huge hole on the left side there. Going to make a good tackle. Reese Barry looks like the handoff was number two, to number two, William Richter. Offensive starters for Cedar Park is uh, left tackle, number 58, Elijah DeWayne. Number 64, Schaefer Merrill. The center, number 53, Jack Merrill. The right guard, number 56, Dylan Skoll. 51, Jackson Lofton. And tight end, number 89, Reese Johnson. Back to the action shift to the right side. Man's wide open down the right side. Going to end up catching the ball. Fumble on the play, but it will go out of bounds, so... Huge game there on second down for the Timberwolves. Looks like a little miscommunication there in the in, uh, secondary there for Cal Allen. Left that guy wide, wide open on that wheel route. Little wheel route, like you said, right down the sideline. Nobody even around him right there. Going to pick up a huge game. Going to set the ball right inside the 15-yard line. Pass near side. Number five going to break a tackle. He's got some running room on the left side. Five going to be taken out of bounds by number 21. Philip Lively at about the uh, five-yard line, going to be first, second, and about about one. You know, Kalani Ibarra, if he makes that, that tackle initially, you okay, probably going for a five-yard loss or so. Timberwolves push up to the line once again. Two receivers to the top side, one to the bottom. Fade route in the corner. Going to be caught, but it will be wow. called a touchdown. What a play. From my point of view, Matt, you think he got a foot in there? Or? I don't know. He went, he went up high. It looks, looks like number 21, Philip Lively, had a hand in there. But uh, looking at the, at the replay, he did not get in. He was way out of bounds there. Wow. We got uh, – we're getting a couple of boos from the cow. Man, that That's was a bad – as soon as he caught that ball, I thought he was out of bounds. But regardless, it will be six points on the board. A huge amount of boos over from the cow inside the – Entire coaching staff about five, ten yards under the field, screaming at the referees, trying to get that one overturned. But it will be six points. Snap on the way. Extra point will be up and good. So a late flag here on the play. So we'll stay here for just a couple more seconds and see what this one is. Too bad you can't throw the red flag. No nope, game. I saw that from the start. I'm going to call a running into the kicker penalty. It'll be declined. So with four minutes and 47 seconds left to go here in the first half, we're tied up at seven. We'll be right back with some Cal Allen football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. 30 seconds. 
great job, but yeah, that's well. Wow. Did you get a number on that, Coach? Brother, did you get a number on that? The one that caught it? 16. Jack Green. 10 seconds. All right. Five seconds. And welcome back. You're listening to Calhoun Football. Alongside Jerry Merrick, Ryan Post, Ryan Duke, Mike Brotherton, helping us out with the staff tonight. I'd like to thank our sponsors, CKD and Associates, Atlas Tubular, Ravelade INE, for helping us out tonight. After the touchdown, the uh, Timberwolves will be set to kick off to the to the Cats. Bluebirds still out here. You know, they're not very happy about that last play call. It's a questionable touchdown catch. The replay looks like he's out of bounds, but kick will be on its way. Going to be... Looks like he called a fair catch. They will call that Wisehart, number 23, called a fair catch. He caught the ball and took off like he was ready to run, but they will call or that he called for a fair catch, so the Cats will take over on their own 24-yard line. And, you know, that's devastating line. That touchdown pass, Philip Wiley actually had really good coverage in the corner of the end zone. Great position. That's just, that's just devastating, man. For them to get some points out of that, it's, uh, it's a heartbreaker. But let's see if we can uh, we can battle back here and uh, get some more points on the board. Questionable call, to say the least, but... Uh, We'll see if the Cats can answer here with about four minutes and 40 seconds left to go in the half. Cats will break the huddle from the sideline. The referees are definitely here in the booth from that one. Gage Lamb takes it. He's going to throw it to Robbie, and the pass is going to be just a little bit short there. Well covered. Actually, really well covered by number 14. Who's that? Colin Kramer. Did a really good job, didn't he? Didn't bite on that play face once at all right there. It was a little post-corner route right there by Robbie, and he was all over it. Now, I know you said they did have eight returners in the, on, the, on the defensive side, uh, and it's, it's definitely looking like it. Cats come outside formation. Gage Lamb snap, handoff Brown left side. Picking up a block, and they'll pick up about four yards, and bring it out to about the 29-yard line. Number 69, Nicholas Tovar getting out there and, and throwing a block. Uh, thought he might have had some running room, uh, but closed the gap quickly for him to see the parking. Defense is closing, closing pretty quickly. I mean, there's, there's holes there, and as soon as we get past the line of scrimmage, there's somebody to come get it. Definitely trying to the ball. Right set once again, Talon coming out. Looks like we're going to have a, uh, a false start penalty here. Right number 86, Jordan Garcia just was a little early on that one. Going to set us back five yards and going to be a, a third and long. Now, so definitely something you don't want to see on third down. You know, pushing them back to a third and eleven. Now, you know, this is where the playbook opens, trying trying to get that first down. Starting to sense a little change in momentum over here. It looks like the Cedar Park crowd all on the feet over here, making some noise. Huge turnout by both sides tonight. It looks like Cal Allen's in full force tonight. The whole. 
It's like the whole town. The whole town showed up tonight. From about the 15-yard line to the other 15-yard line. That's cool. Cats under center. And uh, pressure from the backside. Gage Land gets away from it, and then he'll be brought down inside the 10-yard line. So a sack of about 16 yards right there. Going to bring us back inside our own 10-yard line. Three minutes and 15 seconds left to go here in the in the second quarter, Cats over here trying to get a, a late penalty call. Gage Lamb was sacked, and then they had a another defender jump on top of him, but the Fives will stay in the pocket from the referee, and it's like Nathan Robbie and the punt team will come out once again. You know, I, thought, I thought Gage made a, an excellent job getting away from that first tackle, and then, you know, they're, like, like we mentioned earlier, Cedar Park flying to the ball. They had someone right in behind them. One on the way, and this is a good one. Filing punt, going to be fielded about the Timberwolves 48. Makes a move, got some room up the middle, and he'll be brought down at about the 30-yard line. Number two, William Wicker with a great return right there for the Timberwolves. Really shifty moves initially uh, to get past that, that first line, and, and when he was in space, he definitely had some moves to, uh, to get positive yardage. So great field position here. For the Timberwolves, inside their own 30-yard line. Going to go here quick again. It's going to be a big test here for so We'll Callum. call a timeout. Callum will take their second timeout of the second half. He's not now. He did say timeout, didn't he? <laughs> it looks like he's writing that referee's ear, you know. We'll stay here. Shotgun formation once again. Sexton changing the play at the line. Switching the formation back to his right side. Handoff around the left side. Got a little bit of running room, but he will be brought down by number 32, Ryder Duff. Excellent play by Ryder Duff, man. Just flying to the ball. Head down, making a really good tackle there. Looks like number 28, Jay Gertie coming in on the play right there, getting his first handoff. But we will have a cow and Wildcat down on the field. So with that, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Cow Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute. Who's that, 34? Oh, you were done? You were done? Yeah. Campbell using every opportunity he can to get on the field. Uh-huh. That was so bad. That was really bad, man. And he's, I mean, he's, he's sitting at the foul uh-huh. off. That's the first thing you look for. I mean, high school football, let him play it out, you know, and make the call. I just plunk senior over here on the 40. Ten seconds. Perfect. Five seconds. And we're back here live in San Antonio, Texas, in the Alamo Dome. Had an injury right there. I believe it's number 34, Carter Hewardine, getting helped off the field, not putting any pressure on one of his legs, so. Yeah, took that shoe off. Looks like they're they're carrying them off. Hopefully, hopefully it's just something like cramps. You know, uh, you'd hate to see someone go out and 
Hope the best for him. Back to the action here. Cedar Park coming out in the spread formation. Shotgun Texas. Motion far side. Snap on the way. Looks like he's going to go deep once again on Lively. And it'll be caught in the end zone. Number five, Tommy Levine out here on the left side. Manned up right there. They just go over the top in there. Ball will be caught for about a 28-yard touchdown right there for the group. And I know we talk about Justin being a sophomore, but that's definitely a senior pass, man. He put that thing on the money. He was definitely not beat. Just put the ball in the right spot there, Ryan. Extra point on the way. Kick is up, and it'll be good. So with two minutes and seven seconds left to go here in the second quarter from San Antonio. The score is now Tindall Wolves 14, Cal Allen 7. We'll be right back to World Talent Football on 1360. Take a Go a minute. He's at number one, that John Goddard, he's freaking two steps away from blocking that extra thing. Yeah. You got a number on the kicker? The kicker number? Five seconds. Number 81, Storm Jensen approaches, kick. Pretty deep, going to be filled at about the 15-yard line by number 23, Weishart, bringing it up the gut. Going to break a tackle and then bring it out to about the 34-yard line. Looks like Kalani came in behind him just begging for that ball. Left the ball in his hands, you know. Looks like he wanted that one, right? Yeah, he did. Ball just right out about in between them. And Weishart had a beat on and It's nice and loud here, so he might have been yelling at him to, to get out of the way right there. But Weishart picked it up and picked up about 15 yards on that return. 201 left on the clock, you know. It's, uh, you wonder if Danaher was going to pull something out of the little playbook, you know, trying to get a score and match this thing up going into half. Cash breaks the huddle from the sideline. Tight formation. Brown in the backfield. Snap. Pitch. Right side. Brown. Not much running room. Looks like he's still fighting, though. Going to bring it out to about the 40-yard line. Great second effort there by Brown. Well, I thought he was stopped at the line, and he kept those uh, legs pumping, man. Got an extra shoot three or four yards out of it. Twenty-four. Ray Steele bringing in the play from the sideline. A minute and a half left to go here in the second quarter. Cats break the huddle. Robbie split out wide. Pete Thomas and A.J. Brown in the backfield. Dave Lamb under center. He'll take the snap. Handoff. Left side. Brown. Got some running room, and he'll almost get to the line here. It's going to set up about a, a third and one. About a minute to go here in the first half. Cats showing, 
Third and one from the 43-yard line. Third and one opportunity. You want to you wonder if Danner is going to go with that quarterback sneak again. Cats break the huddle side formation. Motion near side. Quarterback sneak. Going to be blasted at the line. Nothing doing. Going to bring him back about a yard. Who that was, Ryan. He looks like he came in untouched almost. Looks like the Wolves will call a timeout and see if they can put some more points up on the board before half. We're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Cal on Football on 1360. KKTX. Clear. Thirty seconds. All right. All right. Gotta go for it here, huh? <laughs> Man. Ten seconds. Five seconds. And we're back alongside guest star, Jeremy Merrick. I'm Coach Ryan Duke. Mike Brotherton on the set. Looks like Cal will go for it here on fourth and short. Ball resting on their own 43-yard line. 38 seconds left to go on the half. And the Timberwolves will call a timeout. So we'll take another quick break. You listen to Cal Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Clear. All right, uh, 30 again. <laughs> 10 seconds. Five seconds. And we're back from the Alamo Dome. Cedar Park called a quick timeout. We're expecting a punt from Cal on here with about 38 seconds left to go here in the, sec- in the second quarter. Cats came out like they're going to go for it. They're bringing Barrett into the backfield right here. We're expecting to see the big man with the ball. Gary's land in the center. Hand off left side. Barrett going to pick up the first down, going to pick up about two yards right there to move the chains. And with that, Cal Allen will keep the ball out of Cedar Park offense. And it looks like Cal Allen will call a timeout. We're going to keep it here. See if we can't get a uh, a quick player profile here. Player profile. Looks like you're looking at number 74, Logan Thomas. Parents, William and Bonnie Thomas. We are Logan plays left tackle. Logan's favorite professional team is the Green Bay Packers. Favorite college football team is Texas A&M Aggies. What his plans are after graduation is to go to college. Looks like his hobbies are to hunt, fish, and golf. That is your player profile, Logan Thomas. That player profile brought to you by Sheila Kyle Practice. I'd like to thank Dr. Fila over there for 
help many years out here helping uh, sponsor that, that player profile. Cats back on the field. Going to have a tight formation once again. Nathan Robbie set up to the left side. Going to be a pitch play. Going to be a screen back to the back side. A pass thrown by Reese Barrett. Going to bring a screen pass back to Brown. Going to pick up about 20 yards right there. A little, a little shook out of the playbook there, huh, Merrick? Oh, what a grab by A.J. Brown. Looks like he almost one-handed that as he was falling down. And I don't know who that was throwing a block out down the field, but a bunch of linemen downfield getting a couple blocks. Oh, man. Flag on the play, though. It's going to bring it back. It's going to be an illegal block. They're going to call it top, top block, so somebody was engaged and somebody else went for their, their legs right there. They're going to bring us back. It's going to end up with only a a gain of about two yards now because it was a spot foul. Going to set us back 15 yards from the spot of the foul. So with about 23 seconds left after that penalty, it might just be a couple couple run plays and go to the go to halftime. But we're bringing in our, our wide receiver set here. John Gaddis checking into the game, number one, along with number three, Phil Hobbs. Austin play left side. Nothing doing. Gage Lamb going to be taken down. At about the line of scrimmage, and that will end the first half of play. After 24 minutes, Cal Allen throws 14 to seven over or against the uh, Cedar Park Timberwolves. We'll be right back with more Cal football on the halftime show on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Go ahead and give me two minutes. All right. Dan Hunt making his way to our referee. That hurts, man. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back. Let's go over like what happened in the first half. Go to a commercial break. I'll come back, say a couple words, and then I'll go to you. You're gonna read the stats off. You can read all the stats off. Uh, you can read all the stats off, and then we'll just talk a little bit about it. And then we'll go to another break and then come back and safely waste time and then go away and whatever. Ten seconds. Five seconds. 
All right, welcome back. We are at halftime. Score 14-7, Cedar Park. You are listening to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. A little uh, quick first half recap as the uh, the teams go into the locker room to talk it over. Starting out the game, the Cats receive. Um, Timberwolves defer to the second half, so they will receive the ball here in the second half. But Cats receive the ball. At the, uh, at the 37-yard line, brought it all the way down to the Cedar Park 18. Took a lot of time off the clock. Ended up taking about six minutes off the clock before they were stopped, and they uh, had a turnover on down. Missed it by about by about six inches. Really close play. They brought it all the way down to 18, and Cedar Park took the ball over. Had some momentum going, but the uh, drive was stopped by a great defensive play. There was about five or six cats in on the tackle to uh, stop them on fourth down. So a turnover on down to the Cats 23. And that ended the first half. It was a really quick first half. I mean, first quarter, sorry. Really quick first quarter as the second half started. The Cats took the ball over on that on that 23-yard line, had a quick three and out, didn't have much doing, ended up picking up about six yards. And, uh, ended up with a Nathan Robbie punt. The ball was back, brought back to the uh, to the 23 or to the 30 of the Cedar Park. Timberwolves, so a very good punt right there. They ended up getting one first down and. Had to bring out their punt team. They haven't done that much this year, and had to bring out their punt team. Got a good one off, and the Cats took over the ball with about five minutes and 43 seconds left to go in the second quarter. So very quick, very quick first first half here. We looks like we ended up getting three first downs on that play or on that drive, and then it was capped off by a three-yard Superman Cam Newton touchdown by, by Gage Lamb on a quarterback keeper on the left side. It was fully extended from about the four-yard line, jumped in and brought the ball over the goal line to pick up that that first touchdown. So the Cats were up 7 nothing at that point. Cedar Park took over the ball with about 4 minutes and 48 seconds left and uh, ended up picking up two first downs. And then a questionable, questionable, I would say bad call by the referee. The uh, replay showed it. He was, he was clearly out of bounds. It's a little jump ball to the corner of the end zone. But regardless, Jack Grimm ended up picking up a, uh, a 16-yard touchdown reception to tie the game up at 7. And the Cats took the ball over with four minutes and 48 seconds left to go in the first half from their own 24. Picked up about eight yards and then tried to get a uh, a little pass play going, had some backside pressure, and Gateland ended up taking a huge sack, ended up bringing us back for 16 yards on that sack, ended up with a punt. So with two minutes and 35 seconds left to go, Cedar Park took the ball with that, a great return. Ended up getting on the 29-yard line, and about two plays later, hooked up with a TD pass to number five, Tommy Levine. It was a 28-yard touchdown pass. Just basically on the same play that they scored the first time, just a little jump ball to the left side. We've had some uh, good good coverage. Just been the ball's in right right, right out of our fingertips right there, making some really good plays in the in the end zone. And the Cats took the ball over with about two minutes left to go in the first quarter at their own 34. Looked like they were going to have a three and out. was about a yard short, brought in the big boy, picked up the first down, and had a nice little screen pass going. They pitched the ball to Reese Barrett, and he ended up throwing the ball, a little halfback pass back to A.J. Brown. Picked up about 20 yards, but it was brought back with a uh, an illegal block call that brought us back and didn't have much going after that. Ended up with another quarterback sack, and then we ended up just going into the into the locker room with a 14-7 deficit. So uh, just a little quick recap. We'll be, we'll be right back with some more first-half stats, some, uh, see if we can get some scores from around around the area. There's, other, there's about three other games going on. I think there's only one actually tonight, so we'll see if we can get that score for you and uh, take a look around the state. So we'll be right back with uh, more Calhoun football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Two minutes. 
All right, two minutes. Give me the freedom down the board. Yeah, they said that they couldn't hear you. Chris said that? Chris and Carvajal. You are too, right? Yeah. That's all I have it most of the time. Just that, just that speaker jack. Some good memories, some bad memories going on in this stadium, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said you rode up with uh, Lopez. Yeah. Me and Savage and Cardona. Baseball, baseball coach. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all be all right this year in baseball, huh? We should be. Gotta find, gotta find a stud. I was gonna say who's gonna be the. Yeah. Just gotta find one. Yeah. Welcome back. We're currently at halftime. You are listening to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show alongside guest star Jeremy Merritt. I am Coach Ryan Duke, statistician, Mike Brotherton, helping us out with some some stats tonight. Just wanted to give another quick shout-out to our listeners tonight. got a lot of my teachers back at the elementary listening in from uh, from Wood River Elementary, a PE coach over there helping out. With uh, their winner, winner, winner tonight. I want to give a big shout out to them listening in to the game today. Couldn't make it from uh, from work. I want to give uh, Big Mike, Mike Guerrero, a big shout out. I know he's listening in. Uh, he had to stay back and stay back and and work a little bit. I'd like to thank our new sponsor tonight, Jason Duke, my brother, and uh, DKD and Associates helping us out with the uh, the internet broadcast tonight. But uh, you know. The first quarter went by went by pretty quick. I think the the entire first half was only only 56 minutes long, so it was a quick, very quick first half. Cal uh, did a really good job keeping the ball away from him, but we ended up giving up those two scores. Just on the same little, you know, just a little basically go route down the side, and they, they're out jumping us with their size, like Dan here was talking about in the uh, in the pregame shows. They got they got a bunch of size and some very good speed, so we're kind of outmanned out there on the outside. They took advantage of it out there. Uh, Late in the in the second quarter, so Merritt, you got some stats for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, definitely, Cal Allen controlling the clock. Like you mentioned, you know, uh, time of possession with 16 minutes and 31 seconds. Looks like on 33 plays, they had seven first downs with 82 yards rushing, only 12 yards passing. That brings it to a total of 94 total yards of offense. 
one killer here is you will have three penalties for 25 yards, one costly there on that halfback throw, as Ryan mentioned earlier. Looks like Brown is leading the rushing with uh, 20 touches and 72 yards. Barrett right behind him with three touches and four yards. And Lamb with seven touches and three yards. On the Cedar Park end, it looks like they only had 18 plays for five minutes and 22 seconds that uh, got two scores out of it. Looks like they had five first downs. 57 rushing yards and 82 passing yards, bringing that to a total of 139 yards of offense. They did have two penalties on 10 yards. They are led by Levine with three touches and 30 yards, with Richter right behind him with four touches and 24 yards. You know, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Ryan, uh, that sophomore quarterback Sexton, six for seven for 82 yards, passing and two touchdowns and just putting the ball on the money uh, when he needs to, you know, in the corner of the end zone, as we talked earlier, really questionable call at the half. You know, Danaher definitely made his way across the field to, to speak to the referees. What that conversation consisted of, I don't know, but uh, definitely wanted to get in his ear and let him know that he's still there. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, Kyle Allen controlling the clock, uh, as, as I mentioned in the pregame, is what they wanted to do, keep the ball out of Cedar Park's hands, and uh, they're doing so, just need to put some points on the board. You're exactly right, you know. We were talking about it in the pregame. They're an explosive offense. They've scored 638 points this year. They have a ton of ton of experience coming back from that, that state finalist team. They ended up winning the state, I believe, in 2012, so they're no strangers to the playoffs. They're up-and-coming school. They're huge enrollment. They're like, like we said before, they got 100 kids down here. When they, when they switch them offensive defense, it seems like they got 11 fresh bodies coming in. And we got guys playing both ways and playing the hard side out there. But, you know, we're we're doing exactly what we want to do coming into, coming into the game, run the ball efficiently and, and keep the ball out of their hands. They just came up with those two, you know, two great plays in the end zone going up and, and catching those balls in the end zone. But you got to be, you know, you got to be happy going into going into halftime. It's only 14-7 to the number one team in the state, and they've only had the ball for five minutes. So I mean, you just have to, you got to, you got to say this. I mean, they're closer. They're number one for a reason. Absolutely, and you know the the fourth down stop on that initial drive, you know, really hurts. You know, uh, with the way things are going, you, you really think Cal Allen's one tackle away from getting in the end zone, and uh, you know to get that. Uh, that fourth down stop, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it kind of takes the air out of you there. Definitely some holes, though. We've had, a, we've had our, our fair share of some pretty good games. Had, had uh, some good plays over there to the left side. Looks like we've been working on that left side the entire night, running behind our, our big hosses over there, Logan Thomas and Matt Cade. So, look for more of the same when we come back. Obviously, with a deficit, you know, you'd like to get a quick score real quick and uh, keep the ball rolling, but we might have to go through the air just a little bit. Just looking at some stats from, from last week. A.J. Brown had five touchdowns and, and ran the ball for 235 yards. And in the first half, I think he said he had about 70, 72 yards. 72 yards. Um, 20 today. touches. You know, definitely the workhorse tonight. For um, and, and as you mentioned, you know, one one, one tackle away from breaking it. Um, you know, definitely a different different uh, way to start the game as as they ran out of the spread last week. You know, it looks like they had a lot more lanes as of last week. Um, really going with the power and that physicality. You know, that kind of Cal uh, Allen mentality. Yeah, exactly right. With that, uh, we'll be right back. Looks like I'm going to see if we can check in on that. I think there's one other game going on. See if we can check in on that score. Come back and uh, give us some more first-half thoughts. You're listening to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. 
We'll be right back with more Cal football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Two minutes. How much time? Uh, we still got about 30 seconds. All right, cool. I think we need to uh, save a score. Mm-hmm. And we're back here in the 5A Division II Regional Finals, San Antonio, Texas. A beautiful Alamo Dome here tonight. Timberwolves of Cedar Park coming in with a 13 and 0 record. Callen coming in with an 11 and 2 record. Got to think, you know, Mac. Semifinals could be next week. Like Georgiana Hurt mentioned, we could be playing at NRG Stadium, the home of the Houston Texans. You got a freshman running back. You got a junior quarterback. You got guys playing both ways. It's a huge, you know, huge, huge uh, setting here. You know, we got the first, the number one team in the state, and you know, we've held an explosive offense to 14 points, and they've only had the ball for five minutes. So you can't be, uh, can't be too upset with our first half performance, but. I mean, absolutely, Ryan. You said, I mean, they only had five minutes of, of offense compared to our 16. Uh, we're keeping the ball out of their hands. It's just, you know, those those two big plays, you know, deep passes, you know, the, the questionable call in the, the corner of the end zone, you know, really takes the air out of you. But, uh, you know, defense is hanging in there strong. It, it, it's nothing against their coverage. The, the section is just putting the ball where, where it needs to be. Uh, you know, if they, if they could just get a big stop, maybe a turnover. You know, this game is, is far from over with a 14-7 uh, lead by the Timberwolves. So, you know, that, that's exactly what they need coming out of half is, that, is a big stop, get that ball going, and, and put some points on the board and, and uh, keep keep this ball rolling. you got one other score to pass your way. It's like Lone Star High School. The Rangers ended up 
defeating the Lancaster Tigers 49-34. to They're in the top half of our bracket. Tomorrow at at and Stadium at 10.30 in the morning, Lake Dallas will take on Everton. And the, uh, the other game will be played here tomorrow at noon here in the Alamo Dome. Looks like the Ridgepoint Panthers will take on the Angleton Wildcats. Looks like the uh, Cat Island Band has made its way off the field. The, uh, the dancers for the Cedar Park Timberwolves are onto the field doing their routine. Just, uh, just looking back at it again, you know, A.J. Brown carried the ball 25 times last last week for 235 yards and five touchdowns. And he's carried the ball almost as many times in the first half with 20, and he's got 72 yards. It's a big difference playing, you know, from, from playing Bernie Champion last week that's just giving up all the points in the world. You know you're going to put up a bunch of points against him coming up against the number one team in the state and coming out and, and playing like we are. We're, we're not far out of it. You know, like you said, it's only a seven-point deficit. we got to be feeling pretty good about it. So. I mean, absolutely. you got to give credit to the Cedar Park. Uh, returning eight guys on that defensive half, they are definitely playing like they, like they have eight returners, you know, uh, getting a lot of push-up front, um, you know, filling holes, flying to the ball. I mean, you got you got to give them great credit. And, I mean, you got to give credit to Brown as well. 20 carries for 72 yards, that's not bad. I mean, he's, he's pushing 100. Uh, you know, just got to keep that ball rolling and, and uh, make that big play. Exactly right. Once, a, once again, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Victoria Bank, Driveblades I&E, the uh, MC Welding Fabrication, Alice Tubular, Stephanie's Dance Studio, the new one tonight, GKD and Associates. Uh, we've got a, a couple more. I'd like to thank Brian Katana back at the, at the station helping us out tonight, helping us out with the commercial breaks and all that kind of stuff. Been doing a great job for us all year. I need to give a, a big shout-out to him for, uh, for the work he's been doing. And once again, thank you for our listeners. You know, listen all around all around the state. We've got text messages from, from Mike Stein, Chris Guerrero. we got Justin Carvel Hall, Matt Garza, just, Tons of alumni pouring in. Uh, like I said earlier, we had Amber Escobar, Justice Escobar's sister listening in back on the corpus. Uh, all our, all my teachers over there would have relevantly listening in the game. Uh, Travis Adams, a, a former Flower Buff alum. I know there's plenty more listening in. Mike, Mike would have all the, the help with me for that one. But I'd uh, just like to thank everybody for listening in. Thank our sponsors once again for making it all happen. It's like the... Uh, the Cats are making their way back onto the field to stretch it out a little bit and get things going. We've got about, about three minutes left to go here in halftime. The uh, Timberwolves looks like they're making their way onto the field as well. So we'll take our last commercial break of halftime right here. Score remains 14-7 to Timberwolves. We'll be back with more talent football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Two minutes. So what they do? Throw those uh, gray pants in the trash can like they should have done 12 years ago? I wish we were all white. <laughs> Get pretty sweet, man.
definitely looks like they outnumber an attendant. Yeah. Ten seconds. Five seconds. And we're back. You're listening to Town Football on 1360 KKTX, or you may be listening on Cat's Eye Radio. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's backslash Cat's Eye Radio. You can hit up my uh, my co-star tonight, at Jeremy Merrick, or you can tweet me if you want over here at, uh, at RyanDuke17. We're just moments away from the second half kickoff. Looks like the, uh, the Timberwolves got a little father-daughter dance going on there, making their way up the field right now. Cats about to run through there, run through. Timberwolves over here on our left side look like they're doing the same. Score coming out of, out of halftime. Timberwolves 14, Cal 7. The toss was won by the Timberwolves. They elected to defer to the second half, so they will get the ball here to start the second half. Didn't get a chance to mention their starters on defense. On the defensive line, they have number 90, William Harris. Number 62, Nathan Slowey. Number 8 is Brennan Solette. Linebackers, number 31, Tyler Levine. Number 35, Matt McCaskill. Outside linebackers, number 40, Ryan Franklin. Number 20, Jacob Solette. Corners and safeties, number 28, Jay. Help me out with that one, man. Gidry. Geardy? Geardy, maybe. Yeah. Number seven, Elijah Geardy. Number three, Hunter Vaught. And number 14, Colin Kramer. That's the uh, starters on the defense for, for the Timberwolves. Coming in, ranked number one in the state, wearing um, black pants. A uh, green jersey with black numerals, a black helmet with the uh, reflective wolf, or Timberwolves on uh, their helmet. Cats coming in with their traditional. The white headgear with the Cats logo, white jerseys, maroon pants. Don't, don't say traditional now, Ryan. Uh, ever since oh, we were in high school, you know, we were wearing those uh, those gray pants, which I know everybody loved. Uh, <laughs> hopefully those are in the trash can somewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll spread the word. Maybe you like these a lot better. Second half kickoff coming up. Once again, Internet Broadcast brought to you by GKD and Associates. Tons of other sponsors coming us out with the radio show. I'm filling in for Mike Guerrero tonight, alongside Jeremy Merrick and our statistician, Mike Budison. Mike had to uh, work a little late today, wasn't able to get away from the office in time to make a game, so we're doing the best we can without you, Mike. Hopefully we'll see you in Houston next week. Ball speed up. Wilson approaches the kick. Little tooth kick. Going to be fielded at about the 20-yard line. Ball taken up. Going to be taken down at about the 35-yard line. Looks like See if I can get a number. I got number four, maybe. Yeah, four and twenty. Lawton Moeller is what I got there, Ryan. Coming up to make the tackle there. So the Timberwolves will start their first possession of the second half at their own 36-yard line. They'll break the huddle from the sideline. Coming out, and a shotgun set. Sexton alongside number 28, 
Jay Gertie. Side in set. Two receivers to the near side. Sexton walking up to the line to change the play. Handoff. Gertie going to be a whistle here before the snap. Looks like a false start on the single wheel, so that'll, <laughs> that'll bring him back five yards. Definitely not the way you want to start the first play after half, but uh, I am not complaining. Let's see if we can keep pushing back that way. So that'll set up a first and 15 now. Ball's going to be resting on the 32-yard line of the Timberwolves. Wolves looking to the sideline for the play. Jackson will walk up to the line. Let his line know what he's what to doing. Dirty alongside. Looks like a flanker to the left. He's not really in the backfield. He's out on the left side of the line here. Might be a sweep to the left side. So Gertie got some running room. And it looks like Ibotta will come up with the tackle, but we'll have another looks like flag a play. Looks like it may be a holding. Ibotta, you're right. Came up with the wood there on the you're, sideline. You're right. It will be a holding call on the Timberwolves. It's going to be a 10 yard penalty. Going to replay first down. You know, Campbell's uh, notorious for making halftime adjustments, uh, Ryan. So uh, let's see what kind of game plan he comes with uh, after half. Uh, looks like a good start thus far. A little different look right there. It had like a, they call it a sniffer back because not to be, I mean, I'm going to be appropriate on the radio, but it's, it's basically like he's sniffing the person in front of him. <laughs> so uh, he was set out there over to the left side, but just ran behind him that time and found it a good, pretty good job sniffing it out, but it will be brought back with a holding call. There's going to be a play fake here. Sexton coming out to the right side with a pass. Pass going to be complete at about the 29-yard line. It's number 35, uh, Nathan Robbie on the on the tackle alongside number one, John Goddard. Number 31, Tyler Levine coming up with that catch out of the backfield. Going to set up about a second and about 16 or 17 to go from the 30-yard line. Shotgun snap. Ball thrown up in the air. Looks like Force got a beat on it, but the ball will be just a little bit overthrown. Great coverage there by number five, Force Chris. He was right in his hip pocket. Had a good good beat on that one. The pass ball is incomplete. Big opportunity to make a, a turnover there. Just uh, ball just out of his reach. Looks like that's been their go-to route, you know, just throwing it up there and saying, hey, we got we got more size than you. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. You got bigger receivers like that. I know you had Sean Helcher back in the day. <laughs> you know, he was a lifesaver sometimes. So uh, let him work. I know you can relate. Looks like we're going to have an offside zone here. So maybe the quarterback section just saw that right there and threw it up. And you saw a guy in the neutral zone or somebody dropped offside right there. That'll... Yeah, you know, free play. Uh, you always got to take a take a shot, you know, going deep, trying to get some big yardage on a free play like that. All right, well, now I'm confused because now it's, it's third down. They move the ball up, but it's third down. So your guess is as good as mine now. I'm. I'm totally confused. The officials, you know, they've been a little shaky today. <laughs> I was about to say, they've had a rough night so, this far. So, Timberwolves, uh, come up to the line, shotgun set, two backs in the backfield, two receivers split out wide. Fake handoff. Sexton going to throw it back to the left side. Nobody's around him. He's going to catch the ball to the 40, the 30, the 20, down to the 15-yard line. Number seven, Kalani Ibada coming back to make that, that tackle, but nobody even thought about covering. Looks like number 16 again. Yeah, Brandon Dak Trim right there just going around the left side. Nobody around him for about 30 yards. 
Brandon Broughton really made him pay for that throw, man. He stuck that helmet right in his chest. That was, uh, you know, just a hair late, but uh, he definitely made him pay for that throw. Timberwolves moving left to right. Handoff. Up the middle. Nothing doing. Going to pick up about two yards. Big game tackle there. Looks like who is that? Number 75. Matt Cade uh, really took in a hole right there. Followed by a numerous uh, amount of cow and walkout. Quick on once again. Cedar Park setting up in a spread formation with that little sniffer back to the left side. Two receivers split to the right and motion to the left. Fake handoff. Quarterback keeper on the right side. Looks to pass. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. He'll just throw it out of bounds. Smart play by the quarterback there. Looks like he gets him. Pretty good pressure. It looks like uh, number 81, Lawrence Mann, was out there selling him, but Texas did a good job of getting rid of that one. Really good coverage on the field, too. Uh, Forrest Chris, I mean, he was on him like right on right. Uh, he wasn't going anywhere. Made the smart decision, I think, and, and threw it out of bounds. So, uh, Tried to get a look over to the left side right there. He kind of motioned everybody, had everybody on that side. And tried to bring a little little throwback route to the right side, but Forrest Chris did a really good job sniffing that one out. So that'll set up the third and nine from the 15-yard line. Red formation once again. Sexton changes the play at the line. And he'll call a timeout as the play clock was about at two right there with the timeout. So we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Cal Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Brandon Broughton put it to him, man. He stuck it to him. You got one minute, Brian? Yeah, we're down to 30 seconds right now. Awesome. Thank you. Seconds. Five seconds. Peter Park up to the line in a shotgun formation. Third and nine. Quarterback back going to throw a corner out to the end zone. And it will be caught, but this time the right call is made, and they'll call him out of bounds here. Had about Three yards into the white right there. Luckily, they got that one right. Looks like he had his head on right uh, uh, that call. Man. I thought well, <laughs> the other foot looked like it was pretty close. That might, that might have been more of a touchdown than the last one. But regardless, we'll take it. Looks like it's uh, going to be a fourth down. They're going to bring on their, their field goal team. Number 81, Storm Jensen, will be in for the kick. Ten minutes and 15 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Snap on the way. Kick is up, and it is blocked. It is blocked by number one, John Gaddis. It's picked up by number 21, Phil Lively. He's got some room around the left side. He's just got to beat the kicker. 
all the way out to the 30-yard line where he pushed out of bounds. So a great play by number one, John Gaddis, coming in and blocking that one. He's been close to him all night. Yeah, he missed it early on extra points. He's been right there, and that time he was back in the backfield to get that one. I said that during the break, Ryan. I was like, man, he's just stepping away from blocking that thing on the, on the extra points, and, and that time he, he skated right through, and that ball never had a chance. Philip Lively ended up picking that one up and bringing it out to about. Looks like we're going to mark it. Looks like about the Cats, right on the Cats' 30-yard line. So a little bit of momentum shift here for the Cats. They're going to break the huddle from the sideline. Cal and Selling, 14-7. 9.59 to go here at the start of the first, the second half. Definitely want to see that momentum keep rolling there, Ryan. Brown in the backfield. Toss sweep to him. They're going to take it around the right side and pick up about three. Not much room to run there, but uh, again, A.J. Brown putting his head down and uh, making for positive yards. You know, really risky play there for by Phillip, was a Phillip Lively uh, returning that ball all the way across the field and it turns it to the 30. He gave us really good foot position out of it. Yeah, he filled that ball at about the eight-yard line, so really good job bringing it out about 22 yards right there to set us up with some pretty good foot position out of that corner of our end zone there. We'll have a flag on the play. Looks like going to be a false out on the catch, so as soon as we say it, man, we'll just get the momentum right back to him. We'll be behind the chains a little bit here. going to set us up with a second and 12. You're exactly right, Ryan. You, ha- you hate to see that uh, push you back for uh, second and long now. Um, you know, you get positive yards on first down. You want you want to keep that going after a, a blocked field goal and uh, those penalties, penalties really set you back. Second and 13. Cats break the huddle in the tight form racing. Dave Lamb under center. Brown and Lively, or Brown and Hawkins in the backfield. Option play right side, nothing doing. Going to be brought down for a loss of about one. They had that one well fit out. Yeah, he had no, no room to run up front. Um, I don't know if they're bringing those linebackers in there uh, a lot tighter or what, but uh, definitely no room to run there. You know, like you said earlier, being behind the scenes, you know, right now they're expecting pass from the third to 13. When you run this power-type set, you can slip, one, slip somebody out of it once in a while and they'll lose them. But right now they're just expecting that pass. So. Dan Hurst said, you know, he's going to fix the run, and that's what he's been doing. Cats come down the side formation, mostly to the left side. Hand off pockets up the middle. Some running room, bringing some tackles with them. Going to bring it out to about the 36-yard line. Going to be about five yards short of the first down, though, so that'll set up a, a fourth and five here. Good little run there by Elisha Hawkins, you know, with that little tackle trap. It, uh, he got to that second level and, you know, and slowed up the pads and, and uh, you know, made for an extra, extra couple yards uh yeah. Not, not quite enough, but, uh, you know, it's definitely a good hard run. Been going around the outside a lot, and that time we just, just faked it and gutted him right there on that little tackle pass, like you were saying. But it'll be well short of the first down, so Nathan Robbie will be out here to, to punt it away once again. Looks like our play clock is going to go down to zero. Because Danaher doing a good job over there telling Robbie not to call a timeout and waste it because we're still going to end up punting the ball regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And we, uh, you never know how the, the outcome of this game is going to be, and you want to save those timeouts so, uh, you know, until they're uh, a pricey factor. 
They had a couple of late arrivals right there. Looks like we had two offensive linemen just going off the field, and their two replacements came in late. Looks like we're huddled up on the sideline. We're going to be late up against the line again. So the play clock's already down to 14 right now, and we're still not set. So a little confusion here by our front team. You know, we really haven't been out of this formation in a while. We just kind of just quick kick it and get out of there. But this time, Bobby said, Duke, looks like number 28, Jay Gertie's back to receive this one. Another good one from Robbie. Gertie will pick this one up about the 35-yard line. And he'll be taken down by a host of cats right there at about the 41-yard line. So with that, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Town Football on 1360 KKTS. Clear. 30 seconds. All right. Second. All right, let me start talking. All right. Sexton, sideline formation, clips to the near side. Looks like he tried to go with a quick hitter over here to the left side on the, the single man coverage. So a little miscommunication. I thought you were going to fall asleep. Absolutely. Had a man going uh, vertical downfield, and looks like he wanted to throw a little hitch route. Uh, we'll take it, though. You know, second and ten, you can't complain with that. So that'll set up the Wolves for the second and ten. Ball on the 43-yard line. Good set once again. Motion near side. A little Osa route. A little hit screen. Snuffed out well by the Cats. Looks like number 32, Ryder Duff, and number 81, Lawrence Mann, will come out and make a tackle. Yeah, you said a little Osa route. It's almost like he took that out of uh, an old school field game in his playbook. <laughs> I say Osa, and I'm sure people on the radio are like, what is an Osa? But it was just a little... This little swing pass right there to the running back. He came in motion behind those three receivers trying to set something up and nothing doing right there for the, for the Wolves. Going to set up a third and long here. Trips to the far side. Section in the shotgun. Ball snap. Looking for that wheel route, and it'll be caught. Great catch. Great ball there by Section. Number two, number two William Richter comes up with that catch. Going to be a huge first down for the Wolves. Reese Barrett in coverage. Really great catch up by uh, William Richter over the shoulder, you know, keeping his feet in uh, there on the sideline. Not, again, not, not bad coverage, just, you know, putting the ball on the money. Wolves back up to the line quickly. Sniffer set, two receivers to the left side. Number 31, Gertie, will get the handoff, and he'll be stopped for about a gain of one. Sorry about that. That was number two, William Richter, the man that just made that catch, trying to feed him once again up the middle. No, number 78, Chris Monsavius. Is that how you say Montavious. that? Montavious. yeah. Really good pressure. Caught, caught him in the back. In the backfield, just uh, kept his feet pumping and, and, and was fortunate enough to get two yards out of it. Coming out in that sniffer set once again. Two back in the backfield, two up to the top. One receiver down low. Handoff. Looks like number 31, Tyler Levine coming up there. Big hit. can't check the number. I believe it might have been... Reese buried in there, sticking his nose in there and making that tackle. But a big hit on a, a big boy, Levine, played linebacker as well as linebacker against linebacker right there. <laughs> that was just man-to-man contact there, helmet on helmet. Um, we'll bring up about a, what is that, Ryan, third and four. You know, this is a big stop. Uh, stop here, hopefully we can get that ball back. About third and four, ball rested on the catch, 29. 
Cowan showing 14 to 7, five minutes to go here in the third quarter. Pass ends up being complete over here on the right sideline, number 12. Looks like Daniel Rosenthal just on that same little wheel route down the sideline. Got our outside linebackers in coverage is going up and making a play at the taller receiver over a shorter defender right there. Quick snap. Gertie up the middle. Going to be tripped up and taken down by number one, Don Gaddis. We're about to pick up a four here. Back to that pass uh, again. Lawrence Mann uh, in coverage. Uh, you, you, you can't get upset with him with that coverage, Ryan. I mean, it, he's all over him. The guy just threw a, kind of a back shoulder fade, and, and the, guy, the guy went up and made the grab. Definitely tough for you know outside linebacker to be running with one of those receivers. But Peter Park back up to the line, shotgun set, fake handoff, gonna throw it short, and That's a great high. play there by John Gaddis, number high. one coming out. I thought he was. I thought he jumped the route, man. It's almost a, a Patriots Super Bowl deal. I, I thought little, he jumped the route right there on the goal line and uh, and had him one, but a uh, little slant route by the inside receiver. Basically the same, you know, same type of deal right there. Came up and had his hands on the ball, then. Their receiver almost ended up making the catch in the end zone right there. It would have been a miraculous catch, but it falls incomplete. The Timberwolves will be back up to the line once again with three backs in the backfield along the section. Take handoff. They're going back. It's going to be a screen pass to the left side, and it will be a touchdown. Well-designed play there. They had three three guys in the backfield just made it look like they were going back to the right side and just Ran the two pass to the left. So, Derek, we got a flag on the play. <laughs> you can't complain with that. You're absolutely right, Ryan. It looks like he was rolling back to his right. Looks like it was going to be something in the corner of the end zone down here on the, the right-hand side. And uh, It will be a holding call here on the Timberwolves. So, there will be no touchdown. The take points off the board here. Going to bring the ball back to the 20-yard line. Going to set up a, a third and 15 now. So, Huge break for the Cats right there with that holding call. Absolutely can't complain with that. Anytime you get an opportunity to take points off the board and leave it at a, a one-score game, you, you know, you just cannot, you can't complain with that. That was a great play. You know, they only have one wide receiver out here to the right. Looks like they're going to try to go back to what they've been doing all night. And they did a little screen to the left. And there was nobody over there. But all for none here. Sexton back in the shotgun formation. Going to bring motion to the near side. Going to set up a little screen pass to the right. Barrett's out here. Going to miss the tackle. And then the fumbles out of bounds. The ball is fumbled at the 10-yard line. Forrest Chris coming up and laying a hit right there. Darn the ball loose, but it does go out of bounds. Looks like the the receiver there is going to be down on the on the field. Forrest coming up and giving him a good shot. Man, the catcher, number 13, it looks like. Is that right, Ryan? Or not? Those numbers are hard to read. That black on that dark green, you know, it's tough. I've been trying to read it all night. But he will walk off the field on his own power. It looks like the Wolves will go for it here on on fourth and six, so huge play here. Third quarter, three minutes and 40 seconds left. Shotgun formation, Texas. Calls the looks left, and have a stop in the action. Going to be a timeout, Cal Allen. So, looks like a really good call there on uh, <laughs> who was that, Kalani Ibarra. You know. That's some, we had some miscommunication there for sure. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll listen to Cal Football 1360, KKTX. Clear. Just 30 seconds. I don't want to miss this one. All right. I hate how they do that. They don't look, put anyone on that inside, that third receiver, and it leaves them wide open for Brian, are we all right in the commercial breaks and everything or behind? Uh, we are a little bit behind. Yeah, I figured that 
had that one little stretch in the second quarter where we couldn't go away. You got 10 seconds. All right. Five seconds. And we're back here in San Antonio, Texas, in the beautiful Alamo Dome. Huge play here. Cal and Felling, 14-7 versus Cedar Park. Third quarter, three minutes and 37 seconds left. Set up with about a fourth and I'd say about six, right at the, the uh, right about the 10-yard line. Huge play for both sides right here. Going forward on fourth down on the fourth and six. Shotgun formation. Fifth to the left side. Texas snap. Going to throw it out to the near side. Ball caught. And it looks like it might be a little short here. It's going to be depending on the mark. Ball was completed to number 10, Rocky Ferroni. Right at the line, of, right at the yard to gain. Looks like, looks like he will be short, Ryan. Uh, I mean, we don't got a great angle over here, but uh, if I'm... They will call it a turnover on uh, down. So Cal Owen comes up huge on the fourth down play. Pass was completed, but a sure tackle by... Number five, fourth, Chris over here on the sideline, stopping him just short of the first down. So, Cal Allen will take over on down. You know, Ryan, you really got to take uh, an opportunity here to put some uh, some points on the board. You know, you've given them a few opportunities down here to, to put some some points on the board, and, and, and they have it. So, you really got to gotta flip rolls here, and you got to drive this ball down and, and put the points on the board. Definitely a huge stand by the Cal Allen defense. Ball resting. On the Cats' five-yard line. I'd like to see something going here for the Cats. Haven't done much. They've had the ball twice and ended up, or just one time, and ended up with a, a three and out. This time, a little quarterback draw play here by Gabe Lynn. Nothing doing. Going to be stopping the line for no game. Again, running out of that power, man. They're not getting much push up front. Uh, not, a lot, not a lot of room to run there for uh, Gabe, you know, trying to trying to make the positive yards on, you know, with uh, three or four green jerseys in front of you. It's, it's quite difficult. You know, we heard them on the outside a little bit in the first half. It looks like their second half adjustment to contain that outside and not let anything go on the outside. But Cats come up to the line. Gary Glenn on the center. Hand off Hawkins, right side. A little bit of running room. Going to shake a tackler. Going to pick up about four yards. So not a bad game there, but it'll still set up about a third and seven here for the Cats. Ball resting at about the nine-yard line. Two minutes and 35 seconds left to go. 14-7 on your Revelades. Miami scoreboard. Third quarter. Big play coming up here, Ryan. You know, third and seven. You got to, you got to think. Uh, what's in the back pocket, man? I mean, the run hasn't really been working lately. You got to think. Uh, you know, pull the ball and let's let's throw it downfield. That's come up to the line. Dave Ram under center. Timberwolves crowd up on their feet. Going to go back to that trap play, and they'll pick up about three yards. Going to be stopped short, though. Going to be fourth and about three. And it looks like the Cats will bring on their punt team once again. Anywhere other on the, anywhere else on the field, line, I think they go for it, you know. Um, it's just, you know, you're down on your own, uh, what is that, 18-yard line. you got to make the smart move and, and go ahead and get it back there. So Nathan Robbie will be on the punt. Looks like number two, William Richter, having a big night, having a couple catches and running the ball well. They'll, they'll play the hot hand and bring him back there. 
This one, not one of Robbie's better punts, only going to go out at about the 44-yard line, so only about a 32-yard kick. Yeah, giving the ball back to him on, uh, what is that, uh, our 42-yard line. You hate to see that. Uh, really hoping for a good downfield on that punt. Um, unfortunately, just took the bounce straight out of bounds. So, uh, get started on what is that, the Cal 43-yard line. Cedar Park will take over on the Cats 43. First and 10, a minute 17 to go here in the third. Cats trailing 14-7. Sexton and shotgun set. Changing the play at the line. Richter alongside with him in the backfield. Double set. Side with a quick pass there. Looks like number 73, Ula, in the backfield. Real quick right there. Ended up getting his hands up and pulling a J.J. Watt, putting that one down. <laughs> Absolutely. I think uh, it was either him or... Hey, Brandon Broughton right behind him, man. I'm really impressed with Brandon Broughton, man. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, sophomore definitely does not look nor play like a sophomore. Looks like it was a design draw play. I mean, you just look like Sexton just saw something and tried to whip it out real quick, but nothing doing. Good job, Rodney. Put the line, getting the hands up. Shotgun set. Shifts to the far side. Motion to the near side into a double set. Pass back. He's going to go deep along the left side once again. Austin Weishart, number 23, second in the game on the coverage. He's got a flag on the play. Down here to the near sideline, I think there's a little miscommunication. The guy came in motion. I feel like he was wide open down the field, but Sexton never even looked to the right side of the field. It was all about the left. Yeah, he got some, some timber wheels over here to the right side, and they're all jumping and pointing over here to the near side, so I think they saw what you saw. But good thing Sexton didn't. And it looks like he's just been making up his mind before the play call. You know, he's like, all right, I'm going deep to you, and I'm going in. There's no real read. He's just like, all right, well, that's what I'm doing. Here it goes. And like you said, I had a guy wide open over here, but he had his, his heart set over here to the left side. Maybe that's designed, or, you know, maybe that's just a, you know, a sophomore quarterback decision. <laughs> I know I was notorious for it. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope it continues. <laughs> Double set. Receivers stack on both sides. Like Richter alongside Sexton in the backfield once again. Second and long here, a minute to go in the third quarter. Lawrence Manning creeping in off the sideline, off the side, takes the blitz and goes back out to the side. And they got a man going wide open down the middle of the field. Wow. Great play. Great play by Forrest Chris. Lawrence Mann acted like he was going to blitz right there, and then he decided to follow the coverage. And I think he was supposed to be in coverage the entire time because our defenders back here, they were confused. Absolutely. Forrest Chris covering some ground there and really breaking up that play. That is huge. That is absolutely huge. Great play right there by the, the young sophomore cornerback, Forrest Chris. So that will set up a third and long. For the Wolves, coming out in the double set, two receivers to the top and to the bottom. Sexton and shotgun formation. He'll look to the, play, to the sideline for the play call. Three seconds on the clock. Let's see if we get a delay of game here. And now we will. Delay of game will be the call. As my co-pilot over here pointed out, the play clock was about three when they were trying to get that play call in from the sideline right there. And we're just waiting for the referees to call it. It's taking forever, but that'll back them up five more yards. Third and 20 here. Double set, motion to the near side from the backfield. Going to fake it, going to try to go over the top once again. And Ibotta is there with a huge hit. 
breaking that ball up. Looks like the wide receiver is slow to get up right there. He's number five. He's definitely feeling that one. Tommy Levine definitely feeling that one. Got his right arm tough. Like he, he took a hit right there. You know, uh, Kalani Ibarra back deep. I know you've talked a lot about him, Ryan. A really shifty guy has a has the potential to be a huge playmaker. You know, you really like to see him get a good return here. Punt formation. Ball snap. Little rugby style kick. Going to be fielded at about the 15-yard line. Is Ibarra going around the right side? He's got some room. Get it right from the defender. And he'll be pushed out at about the 32-yard line. So Cats will take over from their own 32. With that, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Cal Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. 30 seconds. I really think you got to run out of spread here, man. Like they got to change something. Switch up. it up. Looks like Hobbs is in the game, so they might be going to it. Mm, kind of. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Back to the action here, live from the Alamo Dome, alongside Jeremy Merritt. I'm Coach Ryan Duke. Cats came out in a little spread formation there. First time we've seen him in the gun, but we had a false start right there. So that'll back us up five more yards and put us behind the team once again. I know you, we mentioned that uh, during the break, Ryan. You know, you got to switch something up. They've been going straight power. Um, Danaher switching it up, going to, to a spread. We'll see uh, what comes out of this. Shotgun formation. Robbie to the top, Hobbs to the bottom. Austin left side, pitch. Brown's going to be met about two yards after he caught the ball. Going to end up with no gain right there. Going to set us up with a second and 15. You know, tried to make that cutback. Uh, I don't know who that was, that defensive, defensive end, but uh, really stood his ground and made a good tackle on uh, you know, like the outside linebacker right there, number 40, Ryan Franklin, coming up and making a sure tackle on Brown. He caught that ball. He was right on him. So. Great play right there by the Cedar Park defense. And, you know, earlier in the game, man, that, uh, that little option did work, um, you know, running out of the spread. You know, you, you kind of think uh, if, if it feels, you know, trying to switch it up a little bit, get some running lanes. Looks like the time will run out here in the third quarter. So, with that, after three quarters of play, Cal and down 14-7 to seven going into the, the fourth quarter with the ball. We'll be right back with more Cal Allen football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute.
10 seconds. Five seconds. And we're back here live from the Alamo Dome. Play well, looks like a uh, option play to the left side right there. Gage Lamb taking a pretty good hit on the sideline. Ball popped out, but it did go out of bounds. So, picked up about six on the carry. Going to set up a, a third and eight. Start of the fourth quarter. Tax still trailing 14-7. They stuck four, first. We're up seven and nothing. And Cedar Park came back with 14 unanswered. And that's all the fun that's been, been going on so far. Going to be a third and eight. Ball on the 35-yard line of the catch. Shotgun formation. Handoff up the middle. Brown, nothing doing. Lost the two. That's the end line. Nowhere to run there. Um, you know, it looks like a little design, design run to AJ, and it, it says this Peter Park knew it was coming. You know, coming out of come out of the, the break right there in the, in the quarter, we come out with the option play and a draw, you know, like, it came out in the spread, but then we just keep going on with the run. Like you said, there hasn't been much doing right there in the second half. They've been holding Brown in check and nothing doing once again. That'll bring on our front team. Bobby on the punt once again. Looks like Victor, number two, will be back deep. Snap on the way. Punt. A good one. Build it at the 30-yard line. Some running room around the right side. He's at the 35, 40, 30, 25, 20. 15, still on his feet, 10, 5, and he's brought out of bounds at the four-yard line. Great return by number two, William Lister. You've heard his name all night. He's been having a great day. They've been uh, kind of playing the hot hand ahead. Number 28, Jake Gertie back there returning punts. They switched it up and put Richard back there, and it paid off for him there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what went on there, but... Uh... I see Ray Steele, number 24, coming with his shoulder pads uh, hanging out of his jersey. I don't know if he, he went to the referees and, and was calling for a hold or whatnot, but he definitely had a lot of room to run. You know, there's been a couple plays tonight that have been really questionable from the from those referees, and like you said that time, uh, my guy's jersey was hanging off his, his shoulder pads right there, and no call was made, and it was a huge return. But looks like we're going to have a break in the action here. Nope, well, nope, they're going to bring everybody back onto the field. So, A huge punt return by number two, William Richter. Going to set up Peter Park inside the Cal Allen 5. 14-7, 10 minutes and 22 seconds left here in the fourth quarter. You know, before that punt, Ryan, it was almost the, you know, one of the main other two can tell you, you need to keep it out of that guy's hands. He's been a playmaker, and, uh, and he showed it there. Wolves come out in a power set shotgun formation. Should be a false start penalty. And it will be. It looks like number 28, Jay Gertie, was in the backfield, moved a little early there, kind of gave a little a little flint, and it was seen by the referees finally. And uh, that'll back him up five yards to the nine-yard line. Same set, three tight ends in the game, two backs in the backfield alongside Sexton. Handoff left side, running room, makes a move. Makes another move. Going to bring him down to the one. Ball pops out, but they will say he's down at the one-yard line, so that'll set up, set up second and goal. You know, really good cutback there by the running back number, who is that, 28? Jay Guidery? Is that how you say that wrong? I believe so. 
Three tight ends in the game. Two back set. Sexton, handoff. Touchdown. Whoa, number 31, Tyler Levine. Pulls some defenders into the end zone for a touchdown. There'll be a late flag here. Looks like it's going to be a personal foul. Got a little tippy right there after after the touchdown. Whoever, Richter, just carried into the end zone right there. Had a couple extra words to say. And it looks like this one might go on to Allen. Kalani Ibarra really met him there, but, you know, Richter's a lot, a lot of boy to take down. And, uh, you know, he just couldn't get him down short enough. Yeah, he's a linebacker right there coming up with that that carry, and he's probably weighing 220 right there. Nevada's probably sitting at about 170, so definite mismatch there. After the play, it looks like they're going to have a flag, and it's going to go against Peter Park, so they'll get that personal foul. Looks like I might have saw the second half of it. I, didn't, I guess I didn't see the first part there, and will, it will go against Peter Park, and we'll probably take that on the kickoff. That's what exactly what we will do. So we'll get 15 yards of help on the kickoff as the extra point team comes onto the field. Like I mentioned earlier, we've been getting a lot of push on that uh, extra point, you know. Looks like another flag, Ryan. Looks like it may have been a false start. It will be a false start. Definitely be beneficial. That'll back them up five and five. Extra point once again. Number 81, Storm Jensen in to try the extra point. You're now hearing the booze from uh, Cedar Park side, Ryan. Uh, The Zebras are definitely hearing it tonight. Extra point try. Snap on the way. Pick is up. And it is good. So with nine minutes and 47 seconds left, that makes the score Cedar Park 21, Cal Allen 7. You are listening to Cal Allen Football on 1360, KKTX. Clear. One minute. All right. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Kickoff upcoming from the Cedar Park Timberwolves, number 81, Storm Jensen. We'll tee it up with nine minutes and 47 seconds left to go here in the fourth quarter. Looks like they brought a Kalani Ibarra from the, from the back line up to that second line, uh, hoping for that pooch kick and, you know, try and get it in his hands and, and make a play. Score now 21, 
seven, Cedar Park. Kick off on its way. It'll be a deep one. The number five, Forrest Chris. They'll field it at the 20. Looks like we're going to have a throwback. Oh, no. It'll be picked off by number five, Tommy Levine. It was a forward lateral, so we'll see what the referees say here. That ball was not thrown backwards. It was picked off and taken into the end zone for a touchdown. Had that play set up. Gaddis over to the left, or Kalani, sorry, over to the left side. Tried to uh, set that one up. It's a little throwback, a little Tennessee Titans action. And, uh, Nobody was fooled on that one. More passing coming out of the special teams than uh, the Collins offense all night, it looks like, almost. Uh, you know, that's just unfortunate. Um, falling right into uh, Cedar Park's hands and, and returning it for six, that's, that's just unfortunate. So it will be an illegal forward pass call. It will be declined. They'll take the result of the play, which ended up being a, what do you call that? A, a fumble recovery? Or? <laughs> it beats me, Ryan. I've been playing was, football for about five years old. Man. <laughs> it was basically intercepted by one of the defenders, and he ran it straight into the end zone. He was the only man right there. It was just him and and, and uh Kalani over there, and as soon as he picked it up, there was nobody left in front of him. He just walked into the end zone for the touchdown. So the score is now 27 to 7. Cedar Park with an extra point upcoming. The kick is up, and it is good. So with that, we'll take a commercial break. Score now: Cedar Park 28, Cal 7. You're listening to Cal on Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute. That was not smart. Do you remember what number that guy was that caught it? I didn't see it. Did you see the the guy who caught it? What his number was? Ten seconds. Five seconds. Kick on the way. This one will be fielded by number seven, Kalani Ibotta from his own end zone. He'll bring it out. He's going to be tackled at about the 13-yard line. So nothing doing on the kick return there for the Cats. But two back-to-back plus team lows there for the Cats. Really deep kick there by uh, Peter Parson. You know, he's flying, putting the ball one or two yards deep in the end zone. Uh, you know, with 
with great coverage down the field, just not a lot of room to run. Cal and Trilling, 28-7. Nine minutes, 30 seconds left to go here in the game. They'll take over at their own 14-yard line. you got to wonder if they're going to start throwing the ball around with only nine, nine minutes left in the game, you know, down by what is that, 21 points. You know, you got to score quicker. They will come out in a spread, a spread set. Hobbs and Robbie split wide. Fake handoff. Pressure. Ball thrown out to Brown over here to the near side. I'm going to pick up about 10 yards. going to be right at the six. We'll see where they mark it. Good catch there by number 40, A.J. Brown. Looks like Gage is looking down the field and then uh, just, you know, went with that safety route, uh, A.J. Brown. And, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, I'm sorry. Good pick up there, though, you know. Like I said, you got you got to score quick, you know. Nine minutes left in the game, down by 21 points. You know. Got to make something happen. Shotgun set. Lively. Option play. Sorry. Hawkins, option play. A run to the near side and get tackled. It's like number 35, Matt McCaskill right there on that tackle. Option play to the left side. Nothing really doing. Picking up about two yards there on first down. Ball resting at the 27-yard line. Staying with the spread set here, Ryan. Uh, Looks like it's trips down here to our side. Little move. Ray Steel checking in the game. Quarterback draw. Gage Lamb sticking his head in there. Going to pick up about two yards. Going to bring it out to about the 30-yard line. Going to set up a 35. Looks like he has a lot more options to run, uh, you know, out of a spread, uh, you know, picking gaps and, and choosing holes. And, uh, looks to be picking up positive yards, you know, just not, not the yardage you want to see. Cal breaks the huddle. Trips set to the near side. Robbie alone at the top. Looks like he's manned up. Flip coming. Able to get away, and then Gage will just throw this one away, but we'll have a late penalty here. It might be roughing the passer. Not sure they were on the same page either. It looks like Robbie was almost blocking downfield as, as Gage was trying to hook him up down the field. Yeah, just trying to get him the ball right there, and he was locked up. There'll be a targeting call. And he will be ejected. Number 31, Tyler Levine, in there lowering his head at Gage Lamb's leg right there. He got up kind of limping just a little bit. He's going to be thrown out of the game for targeting right there. He was led with his head right at his leg. They'll throw him out of the game real quick for that one. So that'll set us up on our own 45-yard line now. First and 10. Trip set. Gaddis checking into the game as a receiver. Also number 14, Caden Floyd in the game. Seeing his first action of the game. Handoff near side to Hawkins. Got some running room. And he'll be taken down. By number 35, McCaskill once again. You know, you had the two slot receivers set up tight. You almost wanted to think it was either going to be an OSHA or 
or a run outside, and it's definitely what it was. Is uh, we run right behind those uh, two slot receivers. Coming down on seven and a half minutes left to go in the game. Cash down by three scores, 28 to seven. Ball resting right on the 50 yard line. Trip set to the left side. Shotgun snap. Fake handoff lamb. Going to take it out the gut and pick up the first down right inside the 45 yard line. So that'll move the chain. Really good read there by Gage. You know, it was a really good what we call mesh. You know, he, he pulled it at the last minute and uh, definitely opened up some running lanes. So, like you said, you got to score quick. Two minutes and 30 seconds into this drive. Callahan with the ball on the Cedar Park 45. Shotgun formation. Ball thrown, and it'll be intercepted. And this one looks like it might be taken back to the house. But he will be brought down by number 75, Matt Cade. Looks like the, uh, the corner right there. Number 20, Jacob Solette. So he's actually covering the outside receiver right there. Kind of came off his receiver and uh, came back and played the ball. The ball was intended for, for Gaddis right there on the inside. And he came off his, his uh, defender and made a really good play on that ball and almost brought it back to the house. Gonna, Bring it all the way down to the Cats 25. So almost like he's kind of baited him there, Ryan. You know, I mean, as, as soon as that ball was thrown, he was breaking on it. Um, just a really good play by the corner. And it's just unfortunate. Peter Park up to the line with their three tight end set. Two back from the backfield. Hand off left side. Big hole on the left side. Makes a move. Going to be brought down. By number seven, Kalani Yabata after a gain of about 15. You know, if, if Kalani doesn't grab him by his jersey there and bring him down, you know, I think that's another six points, Ryan. Just a lot of room to run. Cedar Park slowing it down a little bit, bringing out their three tight end set, two back to the backfield once again. Beckham will go to the line and change the, change the play. Hand off left side once again. Game of about, about five, going to set up a second and five. Down in this territory, this late in the game, Ryan, you got to start thinking, man, uh, try and get that ball back, you know, whether it's a, a strip or, you know, putting your helmet on the on the ball, you know, you, can, you really got to try and get that ball back right now. Do all you can do, strip it, do something. Not much time left here to go in the game. Down by three scores. Five minutes and 40 seconds left on your Rappelade's INE scoreboard. Sexton up to the line. He'll change the play. Handoff right side this time. Gertie. He'll cut it back up, and he'll walk into the end zone for another touchdown. Really good cutback by Gertie there, you know, just seeing the open hole and <laughs> you know, no other way to describe it. It's a good cutback right there and walks in untouched. So after that five-yard touchdown there by Gertie, the score will now be Cedar Park 34 with the extra point upcoming. Snap on the way, ball up, and it is good. So with five minutes and 24 seconds left to go in the game. Cedar Park 35, Cal and 7. You're listening to Cal and Football on 1360, KKTX. 
Square. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Jensen has it teed up. Takes it away. This one will go into the back of the end zone for a touchback. <clears throat> Winston definitely has a, a leg on him there, Ryan. He's kicking out about two, three yards deep in the end zone. You know, it's interesting. But they, haven't, they didn't do that early in the game. Kind of gave us a little chance right there on some returns. But and he's kicking it well into the end zone right there. So, big leg on number 81. But that'll set us up at our 25-yard line after the, uh, the touchback. Score. Now, Cedar Park 35. Cal and seven. Five and a half left to go in the game. Callen will break the huddle from the sideline, come out in their power set. Gage Lamb under center. Pitch play, left side, Brown. He's got some running room around the left side, and he'll be tripped up once again. Looks like he might have taken that one the whole way, but once again, another sure tackle by number seven, Elijah Gertie out there on the outside. He had nothing but green in front of him and uh, shoestring tackle. We talked about it all night, you know. So much speed on that defense, Aaron. There's there's holes, right? As soon as we get to that hole, it just closes up as soon as we get there. Great defensive team speed right there from Cedar Park. Pitch play once again, left side, Brown. Got some running room around the left side, and he'll pick up about 10 yards, bringing it out to the 45-yard line. Brown definitely going to fill this one tomorrow, man. He's a... Uh... I know he had 20 carries in the in the first half. I can only imagine what he has now. It's, he's definitely been the workforce tonight. Well, he has been all year, man. He's, as soon as they got he got moved up from the, the JV, I think after week three, he's been he's been our go-to running back. And you know, you got to give it to the kid. The game's well out of reach here with with four and a half left to go, and he's still running hard, making plays, and doing what he can. This time, toss through to Hawkins around the right side, and has some running room once again. And it just closes up, going to pick up about six yards, but. Bunch of green, and then it just goes away real fast. They got that, that defense really really swarming tonight. Definitely well coached on the defensive end uh, for Cedar Park. You know, I mean, there's not, there's not just one. I mean, I know we said there's been one tackler, but everybody's been right around as, as soon as uh, the Callan guys is going down. I mean, they've been flying to the ball. Three minutes, 45 seconds left. Callan down, 35-7, power set. 
Hand off Brown up the middle. Got some running room, and he'll pick up about 10 yards. Got to move the chains again. Bring it almost just inside the 40-yard line. Moving the ball now, Ryan. You know, just almost a little too late. Cow breaks the huddle. Gage Lamb, Rutter center. Brown back in the game in the backfield alongside Hawkins. Handoff, off Hawkins around the left side. Some running room up the middle. Picks up a block and he'll gain about 12 on the play and pick up another first down. So Cal Allen with some, some late momentum here in the game. Elijah Hawkins definitely not afraid to take on a hit. That's for sure. He's running hard and getting his, his shoulders squared and, and definitely taking on defenders. Like he'll come out of the game here. And number 36, Keith Thomas will take it to the game. Down breaks the huddle. Power set to the right side. Brown and Thomas in the backfield. Snap. Fake. Got to throw it. Gage Lambs running for his life back here. And he will be taken down by number 35, Matt McCaskill. having a huge second half. Didn't call his name much in the first half, but he's been all over the place here in the second half. Just nowhere to go, Ryan. I mean, he has, what is that, three or four green jerseys right in his face as he turns around to throw. It's just... So that'll set up a second and about 22 now after that sack. would like to thank our sponsors once again, Deluxe Tool and Supply, Prosperity Brink, Felix Chiropractic, Ainsworth Trucking, MC Welding and Fabrication, Ravelais, INE, Atlas Tubular, ECS Oilfield Services, Mellon's Corvoys, DKG and Associates, Remax, just to name a few. We'd really uh, like to thank you guys for helping us out and uh, allowing us to bring the action week in and week out. It's like uh, Peter Park's going to have a, a man down, so we're going to take a quick time out here. You're listening to Cal Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute. I hate to see that in the freaking playoff man. In garbage time. What? In garbage time? Yeah, exactly. As the injured Peter Park player came off the field, got back into the action pretty quickly, and Gage Lamb connects to number 10, Nathan Robbie, for about a 35-yard touchdown pass there. Just had a little play fake and hit him over the middle for the touchdown, bringing the score to 35-13 to now with about a minute and a half left to go. 
you know, I've been saying that all night, trying to get the ball in Nathan's hands. You know, I know, I know he's a great athlete, and uh, you know, again, just a little too late. Um, making plays, and they late in the game, you want to get the the ball into your playmaker's hands, and they did. It's just, you know, you're down by 28 points. It's uh, hard to come back from that. Score now, 35-14, Cedar Park. We'll be right back. After a few words, you're listening to Cal Football on 1360 KKTX. You get that, Brian? Brian. What do you got to do here? You got to go with an onside kick, huh? Yeah, I got the hand thing there. Brian, are we on? All right. Second onside kick upcoming. It will be, but it's like the entire Cal and kick team was offsides right there. It looks like number three, Hobbs, ended up kicking that ball behind our kicker. wasn't well defined there. Not the best offside kick of everything, but... <laughs> Seemed like a good play call, you know, just the whole entire line is offsides. So, you know, you can't, you can't do much of that. And not to mention that uh, Cedar Park recovered the ball. So, um, it's like Cedar Park would get the ball on, what, our 49? With a minute and 28 seconds left, down 35 to 14. I've seen crazier things happen in high school football, Ryan. Cedar Park out, and there's three tight end set. Handoff left side. Greg Sacco, he'll bring it up to the 44-yard line. Looks like the uh, new running back in there, number 27, Hayden Craig. And Callum will take a timeout. So with that, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Callum Football on 1360 KKTX. Hey, did you break earlier or no? No, I didn't. I had gone to the restroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, are we off? Are we off? Go for a minute. It's fine. Crazier things have happened. I don't know what do you say. Yeah. Solved it. <laughs> Ten seconds. Five seconds. 
Backup quarterback number 11, Baxter Robinson, was in the game. Had a little draw play to the near side, decided to keep it. When he did, he was met by two cattle and walkouts. The ball squirted loose. Looked like it was recovered by Cedar Park, and it squirted loose once again. Number 81, Lawrence Mann picked it up and brought it back for about a 50-yard return for a touchdown. So the extra point will be up and good. With one minute and three seconds left to go in the game, Cal and now shows 35-21. to 21. We'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Cal on Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Wow. Uh, we've got a two commercial break, and there's still five. Let's commercial. 30 seconds. <laughs> Where are we at? Got 10 seconds. All right. Five seconds. Onside kick try <laughs> by number 87. Oh, man. Jackson goes about four yards. <laughs> I don't know who that was that kicked it uh, to make it 10 yards, but uh, that was kind of funny. Ball definitely didn't travel the 10 yards that we needed, so two onside kicks by the Cats. One, we had nine men offside, and on the second one, the ball traveled about four yards, so nothing nothing doing there for uh, the Cal and special teams once again. Man, Ryan, I know we talked about uh, this, this school attendance uh, here at Cedar Park, you know, almost doubling Cal Allen's. I'm looking at the cheerleaders down here, and they can make a football team out of the, the cheerleading squad down here. I, I'm counting about 30 of them. Man, I think they got they got more cheerleaders than my freshman team had football players <laughs> this year. So. Cedar Park lining up in the victory formation. They'll just they'll just nail it here. Cal Allen will take. Their second timeout of the half. We'll keep it here with 56 seconds left to go in the game. Cal Allen chilling 35 to 21. When we were at break, Lawrence Mann ended up with a fumble recovery and ran it all the way back for a touchdown. It ended up being about 51 yards. Backup quarterback Baxter came into the game and uh, – Gave a little play fake, decided to keep the ball. When he did, he fumbled it and squirted around for a little bit. And Lawrence Mann just picked it up and high toed all the way back to the end zone untouched to bring the game to a uh, 35 to 21 point. And then we decided to kick the onside kick once again. And once again, two times in a row it failed. So this will be another kneel down by Cedar Park. Direction. That was our last time out that we took 
the previous play, so this one's all but over. Cal Allen will finish their season 11-3 and as regional finalists. The Cedar Park Timberwolves will improve to 14-0, and and they will be headed to the state semifinals. That game will take place at NRG Stadium in Houston. The winner of tomorrow's game will face the number one team in the state. With uh, that last kneel down, the game will come to an end. Final here from San Antonio and the Alamo Dome. Cedar Park 35, Cal Allen 21. We'll be right back with the postgame show here on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Welcome back to the Ravelay's INE postgame show final. Here from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas, number one, Cedar Park, thirty-five, Allen, twenty-one. The cat season will come to an end as district champs and regional finalists in the 4A Division II bracket. Cedar Park will go on to the state semifinals. They will take on, who is that, Angleton and uh, it looks like looks like Lone Star and Lancaster played last week. I'm trying to figure out which side of the bracket they're on here. But uh, there will be two more games tomorrow, one at AT&T Stadium at 1030. It's Lake Dallas versus Everman. And another game going on here at noon here at the Alamo Dome. It's uh, Ridge Point versus Ingleton. So they'll be facing off against one of those teams in the state semifinals. But just a quick recap of the uh, of the game. Going in at half, it was 14-7. to Coming out, Cedar uh, Park took the ball over at the 34-yard line and uh, ended up having a blocked field goal on their first drive. John Gaddis came in and, and blocked that field goal. And, uh, Philip Lively ended up returning it for about 20 yards to set up. Cal in some good field position. Took the ball over with 9 minutes and 59 seconds left to go in the third quarter on their own 31. And ended up having a huge penalty to hurt them and ended up uh, coming out with another point. Cedar Park took the ball over with 6 minutes and 54 seconds left from their own 42. And ended up going down with well, a pretty impressive drive, and then it stalled at about the 10-yard line. Callan got him to uh, to get over a turnaround on downs, and then Callan took over the ball with a uh, with three minutes and 26 seconds left to go in the third. 
from their own five-yard line. Had another three and out in the front. With a minute and 17, Peter Park took over the ball from the cast 46, and they themselves had a three and out in the front. 38 seconds left to go in the first in the third quarter. Cats took the ball to 33. Ended up picking up the first down and then punting the ball to number two, Richter, who had a huge game. Ended up with a 55-yard punt return, bringing the ball down to about the four-yard line. Two plays later, number 31, Tyler Levine, with a one-yard touchdown run. And then, Cat Allen tried to get a little tricky with nine minutes and 36 seconds left to go in the game. A kick return was filled up by Forrest Chris on the right side. Took about five or six steps and tried to throw the ball all the way across the field to Kalani Ibata, but it was intercepted and returned for a touchdown, making the score, I believe, 28 to 14, or to 7. And then the, <laughs> and then the Cats took the ball over on their own 14-yard line with nine minutes and 30 seconds left to go, and Gage Lamb was intercepted. The ball was brought back to the Cats' 25. A couple plays later, Gertie with another five-yard touchdown. Finally, the Cats ended up scoring with a throwing uh, touchdown from Gage Lamb to Nathan Robbie with about a minute and a half left to go in the game. Then that late score right there with Lawrence Mann picking up that phone recovery with a minute left to go. And with that, that was the final, 35-21. to 21. So the cat season will end 11 and 3 district champs and regional finalists. We'll you know, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You know, uh, Ryan, uh, you know, that was Danaher's game plan this whole uh this whole game was, you know, to to control the clock and and that's exactly what they did. You know, just didn't didn't ever put enough points on the board uh you know, after the uh and in that second half, you know, Callan had 56 plays and 14 first downs with 158 rushing yards, 60 passing yards, equaling a, a total of 218 yards. You know, what did kill was, you know, nine penalties with 55 yards. Him, like we mentioned all game, uh, A.J. Brown on 26 carries for 102 yards. Lamb had 13 carries for four yards with one touchdown. And Hawkins for nine carries for 48 yards. And, you know, on the Cedar Park end, they only had 46 plays, but they had 10 first downs, 97 rushing yards, and 191 passing yards, uh, totaling them to a 288 yards total. Um, they did have 11 penalties on for 85 yards. Uh, leading rusher was definitely Levine for seven carries for 40 yards with one touchdown, and, and Gittery for Five carries, 35 yards, one touchdown as well. And, and like we mentioned earlier, Richter, only five carries for 26 yards, but that's not to mention uh, all the plays he had uh, returning points. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they only had the, the ball for 14, 14 minutes and 55 seconds. We definitely controlled the clock, but, uh, you know, just, just didn't put enough points on the board. Those are your final game stats. We'll be uh, right back with some final thoughts. And, uh, Another great season by the Cats getting deep into the playoffs, but we'll be right back. You are listening to Cal Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Can you do two minutes? That's cool. All right. All right. You good?
Ten seconds. Five seconds. And welcome back to the Ravelers INE post game show. I am Coach Ryan Duke alongside co star Jeremy Merrick and statistician Coach Mike Brotherton. Final tonight. Cedar Park 35, Callan 28. A high-powered offense. Callan came in and uh, knew what they were up against. A team that had depth, experience, speed, height, everything. They were uh, just like what we, they would. They uh, thought they would be. You know, they had, they, they kept it closer in the early going, but just got kind of out of hand after uh, after the second half turnovers. And uh, you know, looking at some scores though from the from the year, Alito gave up 31 points to this team. And we only gave up 35. Other than that, um, I mean, that's the lowest two totals of the year. They, they've ended up, they've been averaging about about 50 something points a game. So, heck of a job by the defense, you know, hanging in there, playing against that short field um, with the turnovers and all that kind of stuff that that went on throughout the game. But some things to look forward to. You know, we got we got some youngsters playing. We got, uh, you know, we got AJ Brown coming back in the backfield. We got. Uh, we got John Gaddis coming back next year. We'll have our quarterback coming back next year. So we got some things to build on. We got a, a good core of core of guys to come out next year, and it's good to see him, you know, come up against a, a tough opponent and then in the type of atmosphere and, and play as, as well as they did. It, I know it didn't end as well as they wanted to for their so seniors that that uh, won't get to strap on the helmet anymore and, and represent their school. But a great season, district champs, uh, regional finalists, and. Uh, it's an overall really really good year for a, a team that that wasn't uh you know highly touted in the, in the preseason. Yeah, you know Ryan, I mean we mentioned that after half, you know going in uh, down fourteen to seven, it's, it's you know it's like Cedar Park's defensive mentality changed. I don't know if they made a, a lot of adjustments at half or what, but it just seemed like Calhoun could never get anything rolling uh, in the second half uh, on the run. Um, you know you got to give huge credit to Cedar Park, you know. Defense hold hold them. I mean, they we scored on a uh, on a fumble recovery, and you take that off the board, and it's, it's only you know 21 points they gave up. You, you got to give them credit. Um, definitely a, a well talented team down there. As is Cal Allen. I mean, 11 and three. It's not it's not like any team in the, in the state goes 11 and three and gets to put gets a chance to go to the state semifinals and, and uh, you know get to play in the Alamo Dome. So it's a it was definitely a heck of a year for Cal Allen. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, got a lot of uh, returners coming back. You know, it's definitely uh, nothing to hang your head about. Definitely a good year for the Cats. Like they're they're back into the into the prime of the district. You know, coming out with that district championship. But once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors sponsors: Antworth Trucking, First Victoria Bank, uh, Prosperity Bank, Vila Chiropractic, MC Welding and Fabrication, Ravelays IME, ETS Oilfields. Tiffany's, Tiffany's Dance Studio, uh, Nolan Forboys, Remax, tons of guys. Jack Taylor for helping us out. Um, DKD and Associates helping us out tonight. I uh, just like to thank our sponsors. I'd like to thank everybody for listening in. Um, you know, won't be able to do it next week, but 
had a great ride along the way. Um, it's a privilege to be able to to be up here and and uh, get the games and get the live action to you guys. So hopefully we'll keep listening in next year and uh, get some more wins on the board. For Jeremy Merrick, I'm Coach Ryan Duke. Till next year, we'll see you. Uh, have a good night. God bless. And go Cats, go. Clear. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Have a good night.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.